Is my head big enough? Should I make my head bigger? <laughs> what do you mean, like this? Like move it in like that? Yeah, t- yeah. Like, like, so I, I can do, you know, some right. I can, I can, I can no, do this but- too. Oh, it's hot! It's really hot here. <laughs> uh, no, but you know what's so right. funny? You say that it's wicked funny that you say that because I um I'm gonna do the stream like this. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a stream, and when well, somebody will see it eventually. Yeah, I I don't even know if I'll put the video out. This is this is my takeover Tuesday audio only takeover Tuesday, um, and I typically do that. Well, I do the, one of these a week. So, and this right is on. what you and I were supposed to do a few weeks ago. Well, what was it? That was a month and a half ago or so. Time two flies ago. when you're having fun, man. Doesn't it? Oh my god! Uh, yeah, Zapiti's been out of business for how long now? <laughs> been a while. Yeah, things so, aren't getting any better for him. No, well, they're done. (laughs) Once you're dead, you're dead. (laughs) That's it. Can you hear Um, this heater running? No. No. No, because I... Yep. Did you you enable the um, noise cancellation in the background? I I did. I did. Okay. So, yeah, that that does a really good job on this, doesn't it? It's surprisingly good. Isn't it for a stream? And, um, but yeah, it's, let me get my... uh, logo my snow logo there you go and you can see that but this is an audio only yeah it's christmas man i feel like in the spirit now the holiday you know spirit has taken me over yeah (laughs) man we got i'm trying i got my sweatshirt my snoopy's christmas sweatshirt on oh Um, man i should have worn something like that oh hang on your phone's ringing there I don't know go. who this is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to him. No, no, it was great. It was great. I mean, it was, if I wish we had the permission, I'd do that because it was like phone in. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Call 1-800-Giles-McCoy. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> phone in HT show. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't recognize the name and I, and I was doing some shipping stuff and I thought it might be a shipper just saying, Hey, you know, your package XYZ or whatever. And then <sighs> I, when I heard his voice, I'm like, Oh yeah. Uh-oh. I remember this guy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a nice guy. He's a nice yeah. Guy. Oh yeah, nice house is rattling. House, you, you, <laughs> that was great. The windows, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to, just to clue the listeners in on, um, just give them a quick background on what we, what he was talking about. <laughs> uh, oh, you want me to give some background here? <laughs> I guess you would. No, know. just on like the sub he was talking about. You don't have to okay, go into so it, him there, in detail. A, there's a yeah, there's a gentleman. He and he, uh, you know, messaged me and he wanted to talk about subwoofers, right? And, you know, he was thinking about upgrading, you know, what's the right way to go? What do you do? Sealed, ported, how many do you need? That kind of stuff. And, and he had a uh, RSL speed woofer, speed woofer, the 12, what is it? 12S? RSL 12S or 12 or I think it's 12. Yeah. I um, never remember those numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so he was asking about what he wanted to do and he's got a full set of, uh, Arundel. Everything, right? Everything else is, you know, yeah. LCR, surrounds, the whole deal. I was like, well, man, I've tested out the 2V 
and I can't remember the numbers. It's like 1761 TV or something like that, but it's their, yeah. their big mamma jamma. And that, that Joker is pretty good. I mean, I, I was very impressed. And, um, so he elected to give that a shot, I guess. And, uh, I guess he's got it and it's more than he ever dreamt of. Yeah. And, and apparently his RSL has given up the ghost in the worst possible way. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, he, he, got he, said it, he said they electrocuted him when you would touch the amp, which is really, I've oh, never, God. that that's not one I've ever heard of before. No. Yeah. No. I, I didn't know where it was going with that. And I was like, I thought he just meant like it was hot or something. Yeah, that's he what goes, I thought too. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. no, you got electrocuted. <laughs> like that's not good. No, He's like, that's- they gave me, <laughs> you're like, unplug it. Just don't ever <laughs> plug it back in again. Oh, that God. One's good. But, that uh, but good. yeah, so if anybody out there has any questions, first, I recommend that you call DJ. And no. if you need his number, I've got it. And <laughs> after that, you know, then I can I can help you. But DJ, right. he is available 24-7, 365, <laughs> particularly on holidays when other people aren't available. He is right. There. Yeah, exactly. He oh, will give you a great Navidad advice. Yeah. So we haven't even introduced you yet. If people don't know, it's in the title. It's in the title of the show. But Giles, nice to have you back. Man, it's Um, great to be back. What are you talking about? This is my favorite spot. (laughs) I'm I'm not being facetious here. I like this. This is fun. I love it. Isn't this fun? Yeah, it's really good. I know. It's that's what I like. No format, no nothing. We're just gonna have fun and talk home theater and take phone calls. I know. I was all like, DJ, tell me what we're gonna talk about. He's like, no. We'll make it there out. Like, I can't live like I can't work under these conditions. Uh, no, I literally right now I couldn't. Uh, it's I couldn't. Uh, it's like I'm so busy doing everything else that if I had to prep, I'd be screwed. So it's like this is j- I just and this is what we like to do, right? Just talk home theater and talk about whatever where it's gonna go. You know, whatever where we're gonna go. Who cares? Um, exactly. I like but, it. Yeah, and it's like, but here's I did want to start off with this. And I didn't get to say this to you last time. When the Uh-oh. first time I had you on, no, not bad at all. Um, scared. You are, I'm scared. Yeah, I'm you're scared. one of the first people. It's so much fun because I, I met you. You, you. heard that everyone. He said, I'm the first one that's been fun. All no, the no. other people <laughs> have been horrible. <laughs> I'll see that on your I channel. Hear. You'll ex- excerpt that. <laughs> you're like, I'm the only one that's fun, everybody. It's a one minute short. <laughs> a, 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 a 10 second short. A little thing like this. So yeah. Holy cow. You're the only one that's fun. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. You were going to say. No, no, but you were, you, you were in that group. It's a small group of people that I actually met first before we came on here. Cause I met you yeah. at Cedia this year, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah. I've been doing this for years. How long have you been doing your channel? Uh, 20. 20. No, no, no. 2018, I think, is when it started. Okay. Yeah. So I started in 18 doing my other show with my buddy. I started the home theater one in 19 after that. I started this one audio only. uh, I was doing like uh, collectible trading cards. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Were you really? Wow. We were doing comics. Yeah. I think if you go to my channel – and look at and go all the way to the first video. I think it's like me opening up magic cards. And I think, I think really? it's still up there. Yeah. 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 yeah we, th- me and John, 
started in 2018. And the idea was like, he owns a comic book store. I love home theater. He's into home theater like me. I'm into comics like him. Mm -hmm. And we love the comic book movies and the genre and all that. So we were like, let's talk a little home theater, talk comic book movies. We'll do this. And And the first time we recorded together, we started with comics in one part of the show and then then we tried to go into home theater and every, even our eyes were glazing over and we're like, this isn't a good mix. So we just, we stuck to comics and we did talk the movies, but not the home theater aspect. And then sure. a year later, I did this one on my own. I started this by myself and then, and here we are today. And it's, oh, that's, you know, that's so, cool. Yeah. It's, but it's, yeah. It's but you have these things kind of work out and morph and change and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you started doing trading cards. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I love, yeah, I, I love that stuff. I used to play hardcore. I, I got started with really? that when I was in college, like a uh, freshman back in 1992, 91, 91. How old are you? are younger than me. I'm so 50. I started 50. I'm 53. Yeah. Oh, 53. man. Yeah, exactly. You're so old. You're yeah. so old. I know. If you got me a year ago, you would have been in the better decade. That's you would right. Still I'm been just... in your 40s. <laughs> oh, the good old days. I know. <laughs> when I was young, and you know, I could, you know, make it through the night without having to pee, and all the, you know, all the things that happen when you get old, right? Just let it go. <laughs> just let it go. Yeah, they got special sheets for that now. No, I, I, no, I just wear the the special undergarments and there you go. My pants always go. look poofy now. It was coming handy on a twenty four hour podcast too. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that is something that I just could not imagine ever doing. I I think I would literally die at this point if I did that. No, you wouldn't. No, maybe not literally, but I would be uh, severely. I, I my I would be punished somehow. My body would punish me. Such a rush. It was so much fun. <sighs> just keeping up with everybody, just going and going. And I've said it before. It's like when I went to do the show notes for the following week. Like the following week, I started to put the show notes together where everybody right. dropped in, and that's when it kind of really hit me what I'd done because I'm like, holy crap! I'm like. This guy dropped in at nine hours. I'd been talking nine hours because you don't realize when the next guest comes in and the next person, you just yeah, because you're, you're you're going, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And, and I'm looking at my list and I couldn't wait for the next person. I'd, I'd be like, I'm like, this is just so much fun. I'm like, this is a great conversation. But there was never a dull moment. And before you knew it, you're like. I will admit, like, towards the end, you're like, okay, we're getting there. I'm almost done. I almost made it, you know. But I can see the finish line. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, but it was, it really was. It wasn't until later that week, the next week, where you're like, oh my God, 10 hours I was talking, 20 hours is when he popped in. <laughs> you're like, okay, yeah. whatever. See, the only but. thing I've ever done like this is uh, occasionally, like every other year, I'll do a Christmas stream for about four hours. Oh, and nice. Invite a bunch of folks on. I didn't do one last year, but I think I'm going to do one this year. Um, but man, like that's four hours is like my limit, right? Mm. So I'm like, yeah. I'm dying. It is. It's it, it. And it's funny. I have people on and, and we'll talk for, we'll get two to three hours on the show. And then some people, especially like guy like Brett, him and I will talk another two hours after the show. Yeah. And, and we'll just go on tangents, you know, and just cause you know, I mean, Brett can talk too. <laughs> it's like, well, that, but, that's kind of his job. Yeah. 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 It is. But it's like, I mean, he's, but you also, we're, we're also engaged too. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. 
you know, you can't do that. It's like you can't do that with somebody that just isn't engaged. And 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 that's what made the 24 fun is because everybody that came on was super engaged. And it, yeah. it just kept me going too. So, but, um, yeah, it's, it's good when people have something to talk about, right? And you share that interest and you can kind of play yeah. off each other and you get two or three people in there, maybe four, and then it's just a party. Yeah. Yeah, that that's something I wasn't expecting. And we're going to do more of that next year. Is like people stuck around a little longer, so we got the room pretty full at times. And that that was very interesting to me. And just watching everybody talk and how good everybody was. Now, you like when we were in the room with Brett, it's that's there's a lot of people. It's hard to do that because everybody's like who talks next. But in my 24 hours, I had nine people at one time. And it was so well done. Like none of us are professionals at this. It's we're all just, I had listeners in there. I had some other, but everybody was very polite and, and very respectful for the environment. Right. And not, not everybody's talking over each other. And you know, which I, I thought was really interesting. I would, uh, I might, I might, uh, differ with your opinion there and call you a professional. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm not no, joking. I am not a professional. You, I am having you fun. Are a professional that just happens to enjoy what they're doing. Yeah, but I, yeah, well, it's like profession would require somebody getting paid. I don't get paid. I, man, I'm very sure little, you very little. Oh, yeah. I, well, we I all get very little. My Patreon, Patreon, I get a little bit and I your, appreciate your it. Patreon destroys mine and my two subscribers on Patreon. No. <laughs> I, I get yeah, $3.46 a month. Yeah, I'm up to, I, and I, I tell everybody what it is. I'm up to just, I just passed 200. I picked up a new listener. That's cool, man. I, yeah. And I, I'm donating 50% of it mm-hmm. every month to a charity. And now I I'm tried at the, to, but they turned me away. They were like, donate. You, they were like, sir, you can take your dollar fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's the thing. It's like now I'm like, I, I, I'm almost to the point where the show is paid for. Like all my, all the stuff I do behind the scenes, like paying for StreamYard and paying for Adobe and paying, you know, you got to pay for all yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a little over a hundred bucks a month on all that stuff just to keep the podcast going. Not, never mind the computers and stuff that you have to buy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, well, I, I started an LLC. And did you as, as a, for your show? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, it's under my old my old channel name, Home Theater Fanatics LLC. Yeah, yeah. And and I you know I bought all this equipments for you know this is only used for for the show my shows and stuff. And uh, it's a what the hell else you're going to use it for? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, phone you know, calls. I, I, I can I can at least depreciate the equipment. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah. I did do that. Um, I see what I was thinking of doing and it's fun to get this out there too. What I want to do is because we are doing the charity part, I would love to, to do a, a like a charitable thing. Yeah. You could and, be a eight, four, seven, six, nine Q charitable. Exactly. Or whatever the number is. But I would, I'd have to bring in enough money to pay for the people that are going to be able to like the accountant to uh-huh. run that part of it yeah. because totally. I don't know how to do that. I don't want to get in trouble with anything like that because that's how people get in trouble. And I would love to have somebody run that part of it for me. And it's like, it, we all know, and it's, we had no intention of talking about it. I don't know why this came up, but. Hey, like, we're on finance now. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. It's like, but I mean, we're in, 
we're in the best sandbox in the world here, right? It's like mm-hmm. a home theater and, and it's, it's not a, you know, we're usually, and we talked about this in the 24 hour show too. It's like, you're doing pretty good if you, if you're into home theater. It's like, so I, I always Absolutely. wanted to, yeah. Yeah. you know it's what I mean? Cute. And no. And the same I feel about this. I got this idea when I was coaching hockey because I see these kids out there and they're skating around in over a thousand dollars worth of gear. And I don't think they understand their children. So they don't understand how well off they have it and how many kids are, you know, they would, they could eat for a month on what they're wearing on their back, you know, Yep. and to try and give back to stuff like that. And that's, that's where I kind of, I took this into that idea. It's like, we all have, you know, extra we're using our disposable income here and to give a little bit and help people and that's why i'm trying to do that so we'll see what happens and hopefully it grows as we grow and it'll be fun but um, i like it but yeah yeah so but yes um oh man didn't mean to go on that tangent at all. No, it's but, all good. I mean, but we, yeah, we can yeah. always bring it back around to uh, to home theater or something, it, right? It is all about home theater. Have you seen Oppenheimer yet? Looking so over here. Okay, let's talk about Oppenheimer because I can I can get this off my chest, and I feel like this Uh-oh. is a, a safe space for me. Um, I, I I didn't like it very much. Really? It was it was all right. It was all right. It was like all right. the movie itself. The movie itself. Yeah, the movie itself. It was Have all right. you seen it at home yet? Yeah. Did you see? Now, what did you think I of did, the home theater experience of it? Uh, the home theater experience was okay. Really, uh, it, it was okay. The bass was mixed super heavy, right? Yeah. Okay, so but not um, over the top though. It wasn't like violently heavy. I, like I had to turn much. my stuff down a little bit. Really. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty heavy. Of course, maybe I'm a little more aggressive down there than some other folks, but it was. Do you pretty boost heavy. your bass a little bit? A little bit, yeah. My, See, my house curve goes kind of, you know, like yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So that um, that'll happen on a movie that's mi- that's uh, the movie's mixed hot, and then you're yes. running stuff hot. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's then, gonna then, happen. Yeah, the subwoofers are like, oh, ha, ha, let's go, um, right? Well, then, okay, so it's it is like the. The uh, ultimate slow burn kind of movie, right? And, you know, it's it's long and it it steps you through everything, and yeah. you know. And then at the, you know, my favorite part. Okay, here spoiler. If you don't want to listen to the spoilers, I mean, everybody, everybody here should have seen Oppenheimer by now. If you haven't, shame on you. Uh, well, it's historical, but, so you really can't spoil anything. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but um, what's that guy's name? Uh, the actor Rami. Uh, oh the, yeah, Remy Malik. Yeah, so I don't remember the name of the person he was playing in the movie. Yeah. Um, but my favorite part of the movie is when he uh, was at the, the, I guess, the Senate uh, yeah. committee to committee hearings. Yeah. The guy to mm-hmm. be secretary of whatever. Um, and he got up there and he was all like, all right, boys, it's time to throw down. And this guy is horrible. He's the worst. And so I was all like, oh, snap. He went there. So that was my favorite part of the movie. It was great. Yeah, I, I love that part. And then I love the part with, um, and I forget his name too, the guy that played uh, Han Solo in Solo. You know, he was the, he was like kind of the There's age to the word is all I got. No, 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 no. You I'm, know, the movie Solo, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So that guy, the guy that played him, he plays a small role in this of Robert Downey Jr.'s aid there he's yeah, helping him the one who here. just doesn't like robert downey jr at yeah, all yeah yeah but you don't know that at the beginning it's like he just seems like but he's kind of matter of fact with them and everything but then at the end like hmm 
what do you know? Maybe if I, maybe if I had all the information, that's right. Yeah. It was good. It was so good. Yeah. So good. Um, I yeah, loved it's, it. It's, I, I don't, yeah. I wouldn't watch it again. It, well, if you're not into it, it is a long movie. Yeah. See, for me, I've watched it. I watched it twice, three times now since it came out on, uh, at home. And I watched the stream. I, I watched it completely on Kaleidoscape, then watched it again going back and forth between Kaleidoscape and the stream. And then I got the disc in that night. And then I watched that week. I watched it on disc and then went back and compared disc to Kaleidoscape and stuff. And I really do like, I love the variable aspect ratio on the disc. Yeah. Um, Kaleidoscape it's, it's, is fixed. I think I don't, yep, I don't remember any, any changes. Yeah. None. It's, I was pretty disappointed with that. It's fixed at two, 2.2, 2, which still isn't too bad. It's like you only have, you have thinner bars at the top and bottom. Um, but it really does, it really accentuates the scenes on the disc when you go to that full screen and that full IMAX, especially those black and white scenes. Yeah. They just in full IMAX, they, it really, I said the other day, it kind of lights up the room. Because some sure. of those scenes, it's the background shots, then it's the, it, it's really bright in the background. And when you open the screen up a little bit more, you're getting more light out of the top of your screen. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, it just, it kind of opens your eyes, your pupils, and you're just looking like, oh my God. It just, it, it's almost like a flash going off when you see that. It's really nice. Um, it's one of the few movies that I'm like, I, it's pretty much the way I choose to watch it. Like even Maverick. I liked Maverick. I liked the variable aspect ratio because the same idea, like you're in the cockpit and you see that full face and everything. I thought yeah. that was good. But I also, I don't mind watching Maverick with the, you know, I'll, I'll crop it and, and I'll just watch the whole thing in scope and be like, it looks great. It's a fun, cause it is a fun movie too. It, I didn't, it, is, it is a fun movie. You know, where Oppenheimer, there's so much he did with that. And I think it's an artistic choice. I think, and I, and I'm really, getting into all the stuff that Nolan did. So I'm just, I, that's the way I choose to watch it. I even started thinking, I thought of you too. Um, I might be getting another media player because Uh-oh. of Oppenheimer. Yeah. What yeah, are you looking at? I don't know. I don't know. I got months to decide because I have the Zipidi here. I have the 4K Pro from the previous generation. Yep. And I've got, I don't know, like 600 movies on a uh, Synology. Mm-hmm. NAS, but my son's keeping that and I'm just taking the kaleidoscape and, but thinking of this Oppenheimer with the disc and stuff, and there are a few other movies that you just, you can't get on kaleidoscape in certain formats and stuff. Right. So it'd be nice to, ha- instead of having to get it, you know, we're spoiled, you know, let's be honest. It'd be nice instead of having to get up and put in the discs to have a solid media player for only probably be like 30 to 50 movies and that's it. Right. Cause I got the kaleidoscape going, but if I want to watch a movie that's not there and mm-hmm. I own on a disc, you just, you just throw it on the media you, player. You, and do you have a shield? Go. No, no, I've never gone the shield route. I was going to say never- that might be the way to go. If you've got, if you've got some storage, cause mm-hmm. the shield, you know, it's, it doesn't really have any way to have internal storage. So you have to either right. plug in an external or point toward a NAS or something like that. But I've been a fan of the shield since way back when. Yeah, but what do you run for software and stuff? Uh, I, I've always just run Plex. Plex? See, I've never run Plex. And yeah, it's like, I didn't run Plex years ago because the, well, 
back up. I didn't run. I don't have to back up. That is further back. Plex was always too daunting to me. But then when I had heard of the Zipidi and how it's kind of like you just import it here and the Zipidi decodes anything, yeah, it, it, it seemed to make it a little bit more user-friendly. Then I got into it and I'm like, holy crap. It's not exactly user friendly. It's yeah, just none, none of them really are. None of them are, but some are more than others, right? So now instead of like with a Plex, I've got to get a system running. I got to do this and you have that. And I, I didn't have time for that. I didn't have, I, I've been building my own computer since the nineties. I don't, I have the wherewithal to do it. I just don't want to anymore. Sure. Right. I don't have the time. Yeah. I'd rather sit and watch movies, but the Zipidi I thought was fun. And I'm like, all right, I'll try that gained a ton of knowledge over the first four months of that trying, you know, I went through hard drives, like I ruined hard drives. I, I, oh my God, I uploaded movies. Like I, I kept buying 16 terabyte hard drives and mm -hmm. then I'd fill them up with like 50 to 60 movies and then the hard drive would fail. Because oh I was, God. Giles, what I was doing is I got, and, and my buddy that who's a friend of mine now, he's the one that helped me, Joe, he's became my tech guy listening to the podcast. He's like, you gotta, you're, you're screwing it up. And he called it sneaker tech. And he was like, I was taking the hard drive from my office, going to the Zipidi, putting it into the Zipidi. And he goes, you know, that can go through your network, right? And I'm like, what? Because <laughs> you could just go from your computer there and write it, leave the hard drive in there. So I learned all that. But there, it, like, so many things that I just wasn't contemplating. I was just sure. like, just do this. I just want my movie. I want to watch Star Wars. I downloaded Star Wars to the hard drive, walked the hard drive to the Zipidi, put it in, and literally sat down and watched Star Wars through the Zipidi. That was the first thing I did. Now I'm like, let's do another movie. Let's do another movie. But going back and forth... I ruined, I literally, the first heart, I, it failed. I ruined it because I probably pulled it out of one of the drives too fast or I did something to it and it just had to get another one. Right. Do those 50 The hard movies. part is when you uh, lose a disc, all the data is gone and yeah. Oh, no, you get an ass and put some RAID in there, you know, let it, mm -hmm. let it give you some data protection. If a disc goes out, you just swap it out. Yeah. Good. 100% the way to go. That's what I did now. But it, for me, I'm not that bright. I learn by experience. I'm not good at reading and retaining and learning. I'm better at hands-on and then failing and going, don't do that. <laughs> so I learned a lot of things not to do. <laughs> and then that's how I learned what to do. And now I'm like, I love my NAS. I love, I run all my stuff is backed up to that. I'm, I, I learned a lot from it. So I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but I, I am looking into, I am, you know, thinking of adding that to the new theater just for that reason so that I can just have those few movies that aren't available on Kaleidoscape at my fingertips. Yeah, there's know? no reason not to. I mean, yeah. it's and when you use a shield with Plex, it's really easy. You just, it's just an app. It's just like installing, yeah. you know, HBO Max or Netflix or whatever. You just install it and then you go in and it'll says, where's your storage at? And you say, it's this drive and it says, okay. And then it goes and catalogs yeah. all your stuff and, and, and you're done and you watch your movies and okay. enjoy it. Hopefully. Now, but saw, you had, now go, okay, ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say, now you've had the Zipidi, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually still have one. Um, I know it's for sale. <laughs> yeah. It, it is. For, it's been for sale for a long time now. If anybody wants one, please let I've me know. I've heard good things about the app. 
I've heard it speeds up even the 4K Pro that I have. I've got a few listeners that have told me that the new app on uh, on the Zipedes is working pretty well. That's it, good. It is, yeah, I've not heard it sped it up. Yeah. Interesting. Right on. I should uh, I should go to my little ins- not Instagram my Facebook group <laughs> Zipedi fanatics or Zipedi and our evolution fanatics oh and, and see what's going on. I'm sure they'll have some comments in there, but I don't know. For me. Zipedi is kind of like in the rearview mirror, and I just I don't know, yeah. just not not a thing. Now, what I was going to say before, I wanted to go back just uh, for a second, and you know, I said I didn't really really like Oppenheimer, um, and just to set everyone's expectations around my taste in movies, I've watched Oppenheimer once and probably won't watch it again, but I've watched Ice Pirates like thirty two times. <laughs> so if you don't know what that movie is, Google Ice Pirates. <laughs> How old is that? It's like 82 or something. Yeah. Something like I, that. Have yeah. you seen it before? In the 80s. I saw it like on HBO or something as a kid. Uh, like 84, a- 1984. Yeah. Robert Urich, Angelica Houston. Um, yeah. Ron Perlman's in it. John Carradine. Oh, it's got a great cast. Yeah. yeah. Robert. Yeah. Ulrich is, he was, um, what's his name? In Boston. Robert, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, the show. Remember, he was the cop. I'm, I'm trying to find it now, but uh, not hunt, not hunter. Uh, the they just they just redid it. Chicago. No, nope. he, he uh, played a character called Chicago in something. Yeah, Spencer this was for hire. Spencer for hire. That's it. Yeah, and that, I think it took place. I think that took place in Boston. I'm pretty sure it did because um, he he did he just. They just redid that. I think Wahlberg just redid that for Netflix or somewhere. Or oh, Amazon really? Prime. They did a Spencer, they did a Spencer movie, something like that. And it was, uh, I loved that show, Spencer for Hire. I love that. My dad and I used to watch that one together. That's, yeah. Um, so that's, you know, if people want to know what my tastes are there, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's where my, my heart lives. <laughs> I, mean, I, I could go back and watch Ice Pirates forever. I could go, go back and watch, uh, like, does it still hold up for you? Oh, it so holds up. Oh, yeah. And then have you, have you ever seen Caveman? Yes. I saw, yeah, that, mm, yeah. So <laughs> hilarious. 80s, that one. Yeah. Oh, so it, good. It, yeah. That, that and, but see, I've never thought to go back and revisit these in my home theater. They're so, <laughs> just, they're so good. I mean, just the, all, everything from that year, like, you know, you got Conan the Barbarian and Red Sonya and then the really cheesy one called Barbarians that has the two twins. Yep. That play, you know, and all that, yeah. all that. Oh man, those are just so but, good. Now, this is where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all Oppenheimer on you. <laughs> Be like Conan the Barbarian is awful. It's, it's awful. so good. Oh my god, it does not. My buddy and I did it when we on our other show. We were doing chat, and every week we'd add, we'd end the show with like a show, a movie we watched or something. Or every week we did two podcasts over there as well. And we're like, let's do Conan the Barbarian. And we hadn't seen it in a while. And the two of us get on and we don't, we never, we would never talk beforehand about what we thought. Right. <laughs> we're both like, what the hell? We're like, it is so bad. It just did not. And we were so excited to watch it. John and I, we were like, Oh my God. I love, cause growing up on, I mean, that was another one. It's like you get to sneak out when you were a kid and watch it on sure. HBO after your parents went to bed or something. And you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, this is great. And then you're like, 
what the hell did we think was great back then? This is like the scene at the end, like towards the end, the James Earl Jones and morphing into. It's it's horrible, but in a great way. And and I like when he pulls the horn out of the monster. uh, How about the scene when he's in the desert and he's like, Conan, that like Schwarzenegger's in the desert. Isn't he like tied to the tree or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he bites the, the bird or whatever. Yeah. The pacing of that scene is like almost like Star Trek. It's it's like it is so long. It's like you're in the desert with them. You're like somebody save me. Somebody save me. it's so long. <laughs> oh, and then the what was it, the second one, Conan the Destroyer with Grace Jones? Yeah, I think it yeah. was the second one. Is there two or three? I can't remember now. I, it's. I think there was uh, two, and then the other one I think was Red Sonia or something like that came after that, and I. Th- think he had an appearance yeah he had a cameo in red sonia i watched red sonia like 40 times (laughs) (laughs) beastmaster yes i love beastmaster so good oh my god john just watched that recently and he was like this is i think that was one of them beastmaster clash of the titans crawl crawl yeah oh crawl with that i think that's another one John, yeah, with John just watched that one recently too, but Beastmaster, yeah, and he had what the tiger or whatever that, uh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, the tiger, yeah, the tiger with, oh my god, yeah, the, such such classics of of yes. modern cinema, yeah, and what's fun about going back and watching those, how great we thought they all were, and then you watch them today and you're like, we just didn't know any better, and we didn't, right. It is like, I, I said this the other day on, um, on social media, on Twitter about how people are like reminiscing, like Laserdisc was so good. The audio on Laserdisc, people were, uh, people say is better than what we have today. And I'm like, no, not, not technically. No, no, no. It, no. And it's like, it would, but they were like, the bass was so strong. It was so loud. Loud does not mean good. <laughs> it's like my car stereo was loud in the eighties. That was not good. You know, it's like, but the, like the detail that we get today, it, it dwarfs all of that in both picture and sound. Right. And it's like, it's just your memory. If you were able to take your brain now, which we can, you go and try and watch any of this stuff and you're like, Oh, this is awful. Yeah. You know, it's like we, we've all progressed yeah. and evolved enough that it's like you, you you see the difference. But back then, you didn't know any better. Yeah, I would, you know, okay, this this is kind of hard to say um, because I think it would be great in one way and then obviously it's horrible in another way. But I would love to see all of these classic movies not remade because, you know, they, they remake everything, right? Yeah. Um, but I wish they – I wish we could somehow take today's technology and – infuse it into the original to make it right. technically as good as things are now. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the special effects would be better and then just the, the equipment would be better. And, but, but it's the movie as opposed to like, let's make a remake of the movie that, right. that would be, maybe there's an AI engine that can do that. I think they, I w- I've been thinking about that lately, especially when we were talking about Laserdisc and you're going from, you know, 480 to basically whatever it is, 2000 something, because you go and buy your line. Yeah, 2160p. 2160, and you're, you're quadrupling the thing. You, there's no, you, the algorithm, there is no algorithm to solve that because the pixels are so big and it's like the way it's, but 
in going to the Oppenheimer thing, I'm wondering if one of the reasons that Nolan in the back of his head likes to shoot on film, these people that still like to shoot film is film is there is no, it's unlimited. There's no, you know, if you shoot something in 4k, it's forever in 4k. Yeah. You film is just down like to the grain or something. And it's some ex- crazy thing. Yeah. Right. So like, depending on the grain of the, and if you remember back and remember buying film and you buy the finer grain film, the cheaper yeah. grain, cheaper had more grain to it, but you didn't care because you were just taking pictures of your kid's birthday party, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Right. But now it's like, if you're shooting in 4k, which sounds great, but in the future, if all of a sudden we did have 16k or something ridiculous, that's forever in 4k. Yeah. What are you, what are you going to do from there? Yeah. You, so you're, whereas if it's on film, you can always, you just pull from that. And then, it, you know, it, it, there's a big difference there. Um, so, but there got, there's gotta be a way that AI could even take a 4k image and then say, let's make it 16k. And they're just going to remap all of the pixels. And it's, I'm sure there'll be a way to do it. Well, it's funny that we're talking about this because I don't know why, uh, and it's weird how this stuff happens, but I've been contacted by four, three or four different companies that produce, uh, upscaling, uh, software. So they, you know, they just take DVD and upscale it to 4K. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm sure that the quality varies and that kind of thing, but they're all like, Oh, will you please make a review video for our software to show people how they can upscale their DVDs to 4K and blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden it's just like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is, you know, advancements in AI that have improved this stuff mm. uh, enough where it's actually good. But, uh, and I, I'm all like, well, I don't really have any DVDs that I want to upscale, but how about some of my old home videos? And they're all like, yeah. well, I don't know if we want you to do a video, <laughs> a video about your home video. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably won't be making any content about these things, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is a thing right now. They, there are companies yeah. out there pushing it. And it's, we were talking on, on, uh, on Twitter and stuff and Travis, who's, that's what he does. Travis, one of my listeners, friends, he was at, at Cedia too. You probably met him there, but he, um, he, he does this stuff. And one of the things we were saying is like, but how big can you get? Like the idea of going to 4k, 8k, like the only way 8k becomes more important is if you're going like 200 plus inch screen. Yeah, it's right? got to be among the screen. Exactly. So, I mean, 4K, you're is imperceivable at like 150, 160 inches anyways. You'd mm-hmm. have, for you even to see the pixel, now you're going to divide that into a quarter, you know, you're going to divide it in half, which is four pixels out of that one. You can't see that one. How are you going to see those four? Right? right. So you have to get bigger. But who's getting that big? Not really anybody. So Very we're, we're, yeah, we're fine at the 4K. But now when you go back to the 480, what we were talking about is it might be okay on a 50 or a 60 inch monitor. But if you're trying to blow that up, like you're trying to take an old DVD and upscale that to a, a hundred plus inch screen. I don't know if the algorithms are there yet to, to be able to, to make that look. Cause, cause here's the other thing. Back when we were upscaling stuff with like a Faruja or something in the 90s, yeah. 80s yeah. and 90s, we were blown away because 
that looked phenomenal. But you also remember you had to sit a certain distance. It'd be like, uh-huh. oh, you're sitting too close. You sit back here. And it's like, like, remember your parents don't sit too close to the television. You'll get a headache. You'll get sick. And you would because the pixels were so big. Yeah. They just, now they just worried about the quality of your experience, not anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what my, my father, I'm sitting in front of the TV. He'd slide me back. He goes, no, son, you want that 45 degree IMAX angle? Let's pull you back let's, here. Let's get you back. You're filled with vision. Your atmosphere is going to be messed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the pixel, like the, the pixels were so big or the resolution was so poor that you would get a headache. Nowadays, what's the first thing you do at CDO when you walk up to the, you stick your nose to the screen. Yeah, you're, all like, you're like, see I it? can't see anything. Right. So it, we're, we're past that. But if you're going to take a 4080 resolution, I don't think you can blow it up to a hundred plus inches without seeing going that doesn't look artifacts. right. Yeah. 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 But, you know, that's maybe, maybe I will do a video and see what it can do, you know, and yeah. see, see if the software really is good enough. I mean, I don't, I don't have a 180 inch screen here, you know, but you know, <laughs> in your other house, <laughs> I don't have it here. I got it someplace else. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't have one anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but like I was saying though, if you took a 480, sent it to, through a, sent it to a CRT with a Ferrugia in line, you thought that was phenomenal back then. It was Because phenomenal. you were used to, yeah. it was compared yeah. to the, like a 32 inch Trinitron. Yeah. Right. And you're looking at a hundred inch screen and you're watching like, oh my God, that's great. But it was crap compared to what we see today. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's, that's why you're compete, what you're competing with is that new evolved knowledge that we have of the experience that you're like, why would I take a 480 and upscale it? Because you're really, you're really not going to be happy unless it's only on DVD form, like your whole movies or something. But if it's already out in 4K or even Blu-ray, why would you even bother? It's just, just get the 4K version. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally get it. Um, but obviously these companies think they have a market somewhere and somebody's paying them. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Somebody, I mean, home movies, people want to upscale their stuff to, and it's, you know, probably not going to be meant. I'm not going to put my home movies in my theater on a hundred and hundred plus inch screen. It's like, Hey, oh, but would you put mine on your hundred and something? Yes. Inch yes. Screen? You, I would. I'm going to, yes. I'm going to upscale mine from like high school and it, God, it was horrible. I'm, um, I'm like, look at me. I, I, Oh, I, I had hair though. Oh, I had, a, <laughs> I had a lot of hair, parted it down the middle and come oh, down God. like it was so so bad <laughs> it, was it feathered um did you have it feathered uh, no it was kind of it was kind of like it wasn't uh greasy or anything it's just kind of limp I, I i never i never got that <laughs> well, nice. i have this garlic i when i was a kid like you see see how my hair does that up the yeah, middle yeah. there it's like i kind of lean into it now because it's like when i was a kid everybody's like oh you're losing your hair on the sides i'm like no that's my hair's been like this since I was in my twenties. It's like, but it's like, I just cut it short now. But when I was a kid, I had, I had it parted down the middle, but then I had it when you had longer hair and bangs when I was younger, mm-hmm. that garlic was brutal. Like I looked like flock of seagulls. That's it was awesome just, though. 
Yeah, I actually, I have a picture or there's pictures of me of when my son was born in 97 and I had longer hair and I had, and it looks, um, there's a picture of me holding my son and it's like, everybody looks at it and goes, Hey, flock of seagulls, what's going on? That's awesome. That was 97. So like flock of seagulls was long gone by then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's that garlic is brutal. And, but now cause it's shorter, I just lean into it and everybody's like, Oh, that's stylish. Yeah. I don't hear anything to my hair. Uh, here, here's often a topic of conversation here at home because, uh, my, my 14 year old, he's, he's, he's grown his out. Not, not like long, long ponytail long, yeah. but he's got, he's got some length on it. You know, it can come down. He can do all the stuff with it. Right. And he's yeah. all like, Hey dad. Yeah. How you doing today? I, oh, I'm, I'm good. What did, how are you, son? He's like, Oh, I just washed my hair and you know, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. But all you got to say to him is today. Your future. Yeah. Right. It's coming. <laughs> Wait. Enjoy talking. it. And he's Enjoy like, it, buddy. He's like, he's like, no, dad. We've got medicine now. Yeah. I got, I got news for you, kid. <laughs> it's like, uh, but yeah, that, I remember those days. Um, but now yeah. it's really easy to take care of my hair. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Just my wife gets the floby out and just, and I'm done. Yeah. I do, I do the same thing. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a floby. But I do have the, um, uh, you know who else does this? Youth man. He was on a show once and I was listening and he goes, they were talking to haircuts. It was so funny. And I texted him. <laughs> I was like, I do the same thing. He's like, you got a flow Cause I have the, the razor right. that has the, it's got the vacuum. It's it. So you don't make a mess. And I'm like, that's it. That's it. And I got the little attachments, certain length on one side. And I'm like, I've been doing my hair like that for like 15, 20 years. I know. I, I keep counting like, okay, if you get a haircut like once a month yeah. or two months or whatever, you know, just call it like 40 bucks. That's six. Uh, that's like, two, just call it $250 a year. You know, we, yeah. we've saved thousands and thousands. thousands. Yeah. And I'm all like, okay, how many haircuts do I have to skip before I can buy a Trinov processor? <laughs> 30,000. That's probably like 120 years of haircuts. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> 250 a year. Uh, it, four years to get to a thousand. So four times 16. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 96. Yeah. So there you go. 96 years and you got yourself a free trip. <laughs> Man, I, 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 I'm saving. When, I, when I'm 96, I'm like, oh, I finally got my money from my hair yeah. savings. It's been outdated for 50 years, but you got it. <laughs> I know. This, we're at the pinnacle of technology. We don't need anything better. We're done. We're golden. I, seriously, that I'm not even joking. Do you think that that's a chance? Are you like, cause I feel kind of the same way, but I also do think that the guy back in what 18, whatever, and thought they should close the patent office because everything that's been invented could be invented. Um, so how silly was that in the 1800s? But do you, it's like, it really does feel that way because like, like we were just saying a few minutes ago, like we're at the, at the level of perception now, what, what do you think we're I, there? I, I think, uh, well, I, okay. In some ways, yes, some ways, no. Right. So I think there's going to be a fundamental change in technology, right? I think technology is going to change over time. And I have a lot of thoughts about this. So I'll, I'll give you the future of home theater technology with Giles. <laughs> so, so projection, I, I think 
for the most part is slowly on the way out now, right? Mm-hmm. So for any normal size room, meaning not a dedicated home theater, yeah. um, there, there are direct view televisions now that are awesome, yeah. that are humongous, that are cheap. Uh, we saw the 100-inch Hisense U8 for $2,999. $3,000 for a really good 100-inch TV. 100-inch, yeah. You know what I mean? That yep. is crazy good. Um, so uh, think about it this way. So you can get a TV of that size, and that is well into ultra-short throw projector size, right? So what was the reason people would get extra uh, ultra-short throw projectors? The reason was because they wanted something bigger than their TV, and big TVs cost too much. Well, now you can get a big TV that's as big as most people usually want it to be for less than what you can get an ultra-short throw projector, and it's way better that's quality. That's what I mean. So, yeah. Yeah. So the ultra-short throw now is like – it's useful from 100 to 120 inches, right? So there's That's like a really it, yeah. small area of size where you might be like, eh. now there's niche stuff like, okay, I can't get this TV to the basement because the stairs turn weird. And so I can't physically get something down there. So I need this, you know, projection system, right? Okay. All right. That's fine. Whatever. You, that, that, there is that niche. Um, now beyond mm. that, you've got, your big, large projection, rear or long throw projectors. And, you know, in homes they're doing, you know, anywhere from 100 inches to 200 maybe in like a big monster theater for some yeah. Um Well, the wall televisions, the panel style TVs, they're coming down in price like crazy. So, you know, at Cedia, um, just video walls had an amazing set that was like 40 grand. Now, 40 grand mm. is still well outside of, you know, anything that would be considered affordable, but, right. but how much, how much is a rock and JVC projector right now for home theater? Like, uh, you're looking around room? 15, I would say 12 to 15 is the middle of the road to get. That's where you're in my opinion, cause I'm in the market right now right. and I am, I mean, it's, I'm literally probably a year out of the technology. So like, say I'm putting together my theater ne- like in May or June, right? right. I'm still looking, I'm looking at about a hundred, I'm looking for 135 to 150 inch screen. It's gotta be a projector. And between the screen and the projector, I'm, I'm guesstimating around 20. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. So that's your number that you're looking for is 20 grand, right? Right. Now, if a panel and it comes out and it's that powerful, it's that good a quality, it gives you that good of an experience. Once I'd say we're about two years, three years away from that, that, that 40 dropping down into the twenties. Yeah. If you see what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I'm, that's what I'm thinking too. Right. Yeah. So if you go back and look at the video that I did at Cedia for them for just video walls, you know, that the, not the first display, but the, when you go to the other side, it's like two minutes into the video or something. That's mm-hmm. a 40 grand display. And it's, I don't know, yeah. 30, 140 inches or something like that. Um, and you're right. Once that drops in half again, so it's 40 now. So if it gets down to 20, yeah. then people are, then you have to make a decision. You're in the market. You're yeah, in that market. Which way do I go now? It's not right. like, okay, 15 versus 20, 40 or 20 versus 40. You're like, which one? And right. the, the direct view stuff is going to start winning, um, in time. Right. And then the projection will be more for, uh, you know, folks that are looking for that, oh, that old timey feel of the theater when I was young kind of thing. And, and I think and that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think you'll see this happening, uh, commercial cinemas too. They'll, they'll move to panel, uh, style stuff. Um, 
so that's one thing. So that the future of home theater with Giles video portion. So I think that's where all the video is going. Um, and, uh, for the vast majority of everybody now, now also though, while we, let's stay on video for a second. Yeah. What about like the interlocking? I've seen a lot of that too. And you, we saw some of that at Cedia where that like you're, you're putting them together. Right. So you build that wall. Is that, that yeah, that's what it, I mean? Yeah. So that's okay. just video walls. So, it's like, it's like 50 right. small panels make the one yep. screen. Yep. Um, yeah. so none of, none of their stuff is like super humongous single screen because those are really hard to produce. Right. So you, right. you know, you'll be printing, they'll be making this big screen and they'll have like three pixels go bad. And they're like, well, oh, I just wasted this 150 inch. No, they, they're, they're like this right. big, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm doing yeah, like, like six inches by six inches or eight inches by six inches. So they're yeah. all small panels. So they're easily, you know, they're just throw it away and put another one. It's in. all scalable. And then they show yeah. you the, um, the processor that goes with it. Exactly. And you, it's and, all you, and then it, it's all outboard. And then you tell it what you want. And to the point that you can have multiple television displays going at the same, like, you could turn it into a multi-display display easily. Yeah. You can yeah. have five games yep. on at one time if you wanted to, if you yeah. had enough real estate. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, that it's that's, awesome. I, it, it is, it is. And, and you're right. If you get down into that 20,000 and, it, but the quality is going to be there, right? The it's like absolutely no, going to be there. You, yeah, but you, you don't want LCD quality. You want like OLED quality here. You don't want, cause that would be a step down from what we have with the projectors now. Uh, at, at that price use, point. Uh, they use, I think, micro LED, micro mm-hmm. LED. And I can't really tell much of a difference between that and OLED. Uh, no. so it's really, really high quality. And I think there's another tech called DV LED, DV LED. And I, I don't really know, I don't know all the technical stuff behind these yet. I, I will because this is, this is what I want to put in my theater. So I'm, I'm slowly watching things and saying, please come down to price, please. It, you know, one day I will have it. Um, but, uh, but it, it, the, the quality is as good as any projector. And, uh, you know, projectors aren't quite as good as, OLEDs, right? Um, and these are pretty close. So I think the quality is going to be fine for most everybody, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's more convenient as well. Um, mm-hmm. I love a projector. I love that. And like I said to you when we were talking about this, uh, I think it was 24 hours last time I talked to you, but it was, I just love having that projector in the back of the room. I love that idea of that, that light shooting over your head that and it, I, I feel like that to me is part of the experience, part of the yeah. ambience of the room, you know, and it, it's, and here's a funny thing. If I was to get one of those displays someday, don't, don't be surprised when you look at pictures of my theater and there's a dull light at the back of the room pretending to be the projector. Oh, that's funny. Cause yeah. you know what I mean? And it, where you have that kind of, a, you would be able to do that. It, it's not going to shine. It's not going to be super bright, but it's going to be enough to be like, what the hell is that back there? Cause I'm, you know, I've already got the cubby designed for the projector outside the room. Once that's obsolete and, and it is the quality is that good. Why not go to that? But I, I still, I gotta, I love that light at the back of the room. It's just, that's, you can always just have a drop down screen that goes in front of it. You'd be like, today is projection day. <laughs> I mean, you, you could. It's a lot of money for. <laughs> oh man, in your situation, you got it covered. Yeah, my situation. You got it. You got it. Oh, so broke. The, the other uh, thing um, that I think is going to fundamentally change for home theater is going to be uh, the slow demise of RCA and XLR cables, right? Uh, that's. Boy. 
that's that's coming and it's going to be at the high end to start with but eventually it'll it'll be everything so uh ethernet is going to take all of that over yeah um and and you see it now. So like, uh, you know, I've got this Trenov Altitude 16 and their Amplitude 16 amplifier. And if you look on the back of them. I the, saw your videos on that. It was awesome. And I was like, oh, my God. I yeah. The, so the, the Altitude 16 so has cool. got a card slot yep. for the future uh, audio or IP, right? And the Amplitude mm-hmm. 16 is is ready. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're embracing that. Um, now, my prediction, I'll go a step beyond that. Right. Um, the video portion will also migrate over to Ethernet yeah. as well. So HDMI is going to go away as well. It'll yeah. just be and, and all of this will run over fiber as opposed to copper mm-hmm. wire. Um, so uh, you'll you'll just you'll on the back of your processor, you'll have or your AVR or whatever. Right. You'll have two. Uh, no, you'll just have one cable out and it'll go up to a network switch and then you'll have one cable that goes to your projector and then one cable that goes to your amplifier or one to each amplifier. To the, and yeah. then in, in your processor, you'll just, you know, you'll turn it on and you'll click the button and it says find devices and it'll say, oh, I see this projector and I see these two amplifiers. And then you'll say, okay, right channel goes to this amplifier channel and left channel goes to this one. And then you just assign it. And then you say video output goes here and then it has, it does all. You can set it for whatever you want to and you're done. Yeah. And that's it. it. Yeah. It's seeing that. I mean, just seeing that Gramani system firsthand, seeing cool. how, see, looking at the back of the rack and seeing how that's all set up. And you're just like, oh. I, I, I've, I've said, I'm like, I would love to have that, but it, it in my opinion, I think Anthony would even say the same thing. It doesn't really change the experience in the room. It doesn't make his speakers better. It doesn't make any no, speakers better, right? It's not like all of a sudden you're in the room and you're like, oh, my God, the network sounds fantastic. <laughs> like, Although there well, will be those people. With yeah, of course. Dollar fiber oh, wait. <laughs> it's like. It's digital. Uh, what are you doing? It's, yeah, exactly. Um but I mean, it can be like what, what Anthony did with it is it, it can make improvements easier because now it's like almost like infinitely scalable. Like you can set crossovers at certain point long before it gets there. You can, you could, what I really like about it is the idea of your, all your speakers can be separates now. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Because, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like now you have like in the old car audio, you'd have your tweeters here, you, you know, so you yeah. could have way more speakers around the room. And then, you know, you've got your mid ranges in certain places, but then your base, you, you could have so many more speakers and it could potentially be cheaper because tweeters are fairly cheap. And you can pull, you know what I mean? So you could stop popping tweeters around the room to get like this. You could have that voice coil be like, the sound walk around the room because you have speakers all the way around the room. And you're like, and it would, it would be cheaper than right. I mean, right now to try to do full scale speakers everywhere, it's crazy. You gotta, cause you gotta, that's so much more money for the cabinetry and for everything you have to do. It's also a pain in the butt too. Yeah. yeah, but there would there's so many more options you could do that is I think is really exciting 
especially for guys like us, we're getting older. We're going to have nothing. We're going to have some spare time on our yeah, hands. We're, we're going to be like, you got nothing to do. Yeah. Let's try You know, You're going into your retirement. What do you want to do? Wire up a speaker system. Heck yeah. I'm going to yeah. use my processor and I'm going to build a three way and set the crossovers in my processor. And I don't, I don't believe in external coils or any of that stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, but you can do all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. you, know, you can do it today. It's just, you know, you have a lot of cables. There's a lot, a lot of cables. And when, uh, when you just have all of the different channels of audio, um, you know, like if you're, if you've got a 32 channel, you know, uh, Trinov, that's 32 XLR cables right now. That's a lot of right. cables. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, but in, in the future world of, uh, AES 67 or whatever it is, yeah, it's just one wire to the network it's, switch. And, and the other thing is like all, all 32 of those are potentially with an XLR. You're like, well, what the hell? It's for full spectrum, right? The full, but you don't need that. It's like you wouldn't need to have all 32 channels to be the full amount. So you're, it, there's a lot of waste going on there where, where you do one, a single, like you said, a single ethernet and it's like, okay, here you got now. It all rides. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, and that's what I think is interesting. I don't know if you've seen a lot. It, it, I haven't seen it recently, but probably a few months ago, I saw a big, uh, a push on YouTube from the audiophile people that the audio producers and they're all upset about object, about Atmos and object based. And they're saying, why do I have to upgrade my gear to produce these? you know, this music for these people because all the studios are demanding that they want it in Atmos and they're like, I don't understand the fidelity. I don't get it. You can get just as good. And there was this, I saw YouTube channel after YouTube channel of people complaining about this. And I'm like, I don't think you see the future because Atmos doesn't just mean, they're like, I'm never going to use overheads. Yeah, that's, that's not, that's not the, what Atmos means. No, exactly. Yeah. And these were professionals and like, they're showing you the gear that they have and the, all the money they spent to do this. And they're like, why are the studios demanding we do this? And I'm like, because it's infinitely scalable in the future. If some, if they want it, you, you put it in Atmos and you wanted to turn that two channel sound into like eight channels because you moved whatever, it can do that. Yeah. And that's I mean, the it's idea just, of object-based. That move around, yeah. Yeah. Now, it's, it's much better than just left channel, right channel. It's right. object-based. And here's your right. – yeah, I mean for folks that don't know, just imagine like you're, you're looking at a picture of a room, right? And you have like this ball that kind of hovers in the air and yeah. uh, and that's that's like a a channel of sound so to speak right is it's some kind of you know maybe it's the left channel or the right channel it's just it's some kind of sound channel and atmos just allows you to put that anywhere and well it's the object that's the thing yeah, is it's, the it's not beholden to a channel exactly. and it's, what it's it does is or whatever yep yeah right and that's why it's like so if that like and i know i'm sure you've messed with the trinov mapping right where they show you how the sound oh, yeah, yeah, the speakers are doing it yeah. Right. The visualization. And it's like that's when they're producing the sound in object based, they're literally saying for each track, like when this guy's talking, I want his voice to be over here. The processing then on their end says this is where the sound has to come from. Then on our end, whatever system you have, if I have I got my Marantz and I'm running, you know, eleven dot you know, what, 11. Something, something. 11. 11 right. No, no, not 11.4, uh, 7.2.4. Okay. 
Okay. Sure. So if I'm running that, that system, my Marantz will decode where that green dot was and say, use these 11 speakers to do it. Mm-hmm. Your Trinov will say, use this many speakers to do it. And it would put it in now, if your room is designed in that same square, which is kind of how you would set up your speakers anyways, that's where it would put it. And that's all object-based is. And that's why my contention is when we're upmixing with Neural X or Dolby Surround, it's taking that same idea. It's taking the information that it has and it's going, I see what you're doing here. You're trying to put this sound right here with this, where this would be. Mm-hmm. And it utilizes that same system, right? So it, it's the processing has gotten so good that it's, like I said, it's almost infinitely scalable. The only, you know, the only thing is processing power. But the idea of Dolby and DTSX is that, like you said, the 32, I can have 32 channels. How do I want them situated around the room? And we'll put that dot wherever we want. Yeah. And and that's how it works. And, you know, that's going to be huge going forward, even for two channel. Absolutely. Dude, I, you know, if you look, they have all of the spatial audio stuff now. And, you know, for folks that don't really know what that is, it's um, it's a way that they take audio and you can either do pre-processing um, to take two channel and pre-process it for spatial audio, or you can have a set of headphones or a processor that takes regular two channel content and then processes it for spatial audio. But it, it's when you have just headphones left and right, it simulates somehow, you know, the mm-hmm. ability to move things around in space. Uh, and I'm waving my hands around my head here. Uh, it looks for really the audio incredible. only people. Yeah. For the audio, <laughs> for the audio only, you, you missed out. Yeah. It was 3D and everything. Um, yeah. But, uh, but <laughs> that, do you know, that. that's the two channel world, um, for, you know, spatial audio. Uh, and here, here's my plug of the evening, man. That trend off system, that, that stuff's good. I know. It's really I good. Know. It's really it's good. like, how would you describe it? Like, give me a rundown. Like, what's the, like, why? Why is it so good? What, what, what makes it, what makes people want to spend that much money? All right. So you, you had to be the right person. And what I mean by that is this has to be your thing, right? So Mm -hmm. just like I'm not going to go buy a Ferrari because Ferraris are not my thing. But if you, if it's your thing, you know, you're not going to get what you're trying to achieve out of, uh, I don't know, my, my Jeep Cherokee that I drive every day. It can't do Camaro. Yeah, it just, it, it can't do it now. And so let, to put it into real terms. So, um, when you're looking at a Trinov, you know, they, they started, you know, the altitude 16, 16 channels and they had the 32 and you can expand all this stuff out. So they, there are things that in an advanced home theater setup you want to do that maybe you don't need to do if you're running like 5.1, right? So the stuff that you were talking about, just say you want to do, uh, LCR and you want to do three way system and, you use the processor to do all of the crossover for each of those channels. So you take nine channels off of your altitude uh, 32 and you have the right tweeter, the right mid, the right base, the center. So it can do all of those things. And most can't, right? I mean, you, right. you're not going to go do that with your Marantz or whatever, right? So it just has features that do not exist in uh, a different class of equipment. Um, the, uh, the room tuning, uh, so the DSP is hmm. a level above, right? You're not, you know, Odyssey's not going to be doing what this thing does. 
right? And, Are you sure? <laughs> maybe Odyssey it comes 32. free with my Morant. Maybe Odyssey thirty two, or maybe they have the Secret sixty four or one twenty eight version or something that's really good. Right. But uh, you know, I I set this thing down with three subs, and you know, just the three subs when I would play them off of an untuned system, it's just horrible. Right. And, you know, I just ran it through the little system that it has and did the stuff and sounded magnificent. Right. So they, they have the, the room tuning down to a science. Now I, uh, the, the next step that I have is I've, I've been trying to figure all this stuff out on my own. Right. So I wanted to figure out, I just wanted to do it. Right. Cause they were like, Hey, we'll walk you through everything. We'll set it up for you. I'm like, no, I can do this. I'm going to do it. Right. And I went through and I, you know, in, there, there are pieces that are not as easy to deal with as like, say, Amaranth, because Amaranth is really, it's fully designed for the DIYer, right? You know, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. This, this is designed for a custom install market, right? So supposedly you, you'll buy this and you'll have, uh, you know, an expert come in and install it for you and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I was like, no, I'm doing this myself. And they're like, okay, call us when you're ready for some help. And, and I, you know, I went there and I'm like, okay, cause you have to figure out, you have, you have to set presets and then, um, you have to assign each channel to an output on, on the back. It just says yep. one through 16. Yeah, right? it's not yeah. like plug your left in here and your right. No, just one through sixteen, and uh, so I figured out how to do all that stuff, and then, you know, I rebooted it and everything was gone. I'm like, holy, what did I do? And then, oh, you had to create um, a, a setting, and then you had to save your settings into the setting. You can have like a million different settings, and like you can do settings for a Dolby Atmos setup, and you can do a, a setting for a DTS and one for DTSX and one for two channel or whatever you want to do, right? So you can do all this stuff. Um, so I, I went through and did all that, but. Uh, what I'm going to get some help with is uh, waveforming, right? And I don't even know if the waveforming is in the UI yet. So the waveforming that they had at um, Cedia, that was all custom hacked code. So there was no UI or GUI for that. That was all right. done by the developers and the people that work at Trinov who can get in. And th- I think it's like, uh, what is what is the programming language files? X... XP, not XPL files or some kind of, you know, whatever, whatever that is. So, you yeah. know, I, I don't know that I have access to that stuff yet. So I might need some help with that, but I want to try it out. I just need to come up with like six more subwoofers somehow and to get to 24. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to do seven dot. Well, seven plus four is 11. So I've got, I can do five. I can do seven dot five dot four. Um, so and may I get, I got enough. They're just mixed. Ported and sealed, though I don't have like five of one kind and five of another kind, if that makes sense. So I got to figure yeah, that yeah. out. That's that's coming. So I'll be I'll be giving the guys a call and say, hey, all right, show me how to do this stuff. But so I, I don't know if that answered your question, but that's that's those are the reasons why you look at a Trinov as opposed to something else because it literally will do things that the other processors can't right. do. They, it's they more. Yeah, like I said, almost infinitely scalable. Like you can, it, whatever you're, whatever you can imagine, it, it, the, it has the processing for. Like yeah, you absolutely. said, like, yeah. in, inter, all your crossovers are right in there, you know. You can do anything you want. Totally. Yeah. Right. It's all, it's all yeah. in there. Um, and, you know, and, and there's a lot to it, right? I mean, it's, and it's yeah. definitely not for the faint of heart if you're trying to take it on yourself. Um, and if you're not a, a, a techie, then, you know, yeah. if you want one, just pay somebody. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like if I get one, ever was able to get one, it would be, that would probably be it. It's like I couldn't afford to have somebody do it. So I'd have to, you know, I'd be saving to get it and then be like, 
is the fun project. And, and <laughs> it, it is fun. Oh, it's, dude, it's, yeah, it fun. Is. it's it fun. It is fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, it's, we, we could have you up and running once it's cabled. We could have you going in 30 minutes watching movies yeah. and sounding as good as the room has ever sounded before. Yeah. Jesus. Probably better. Uh, turn better, off if yeah. you want me to say, oh, it sounds better for sure. I, I don't know. Uh, I need to do well, some A-B comparisons. How do you do that? Are you going to set like it's that, hard. See, <laughs> it is hard. It's like part of my design for my new room is that I want to be able to do like be able to throw in another set of maybe speaker, not redo the entire room, but like stuff I did here, like I want to do here, but I can't. Um, the room's too small. And everything's kind of like packed in as it is. But in the new design where I have false walls on all fours, I can, I I can just, I can just put speakers back there and run a, you know, do whatever I wanted to do. And it's, I'm not into doing comparisons and reviews and stuff, but it, it is fun to do when new gear comes out. And I have done it in the past, um, before I had a podcast, but it's, but yeah, like how to do an entire system, like to compare a Trinov to like the Marantz, even like my 7706 or the new AV10. It's like, how do you do that? That's it. You have to have basically two systems in the exact same room. It's really, it's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really it tough. It would be tough. Now, talking about ABing, um, what I would, what I would love to AB and if I had the wherewithal, um, or, or enjoyed the pain enough, I could do it. But I just got a, uh, a, a Premier SP25. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that's nope. their new processor. Um, okay. And I have one of those in to make a video about. And I'm really excited for that one because it's uh, it's at a much more approachable price point than the Trinov. Okay. Now, I can't do what the Trinov does, but it's not meant to do what the Trinov does. I think it's like in the five grand range. Um, and okay. It, it's 11 channel and it's just a gorgeous piece of hardware and it's using all of the uh, direct technology for room tuning and that kind of thing. And I'm really excited to play with that one because it's, you know, it's, that is one that the enthusiast could absolutely buy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just if yeah. you're, if you're in the home theater, then you probably can. It's just 11 channels? Just 11. 11, 11 just and plus 11. A, a subwoofer out, I think just one. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I think, I think I have to look at it, but yeah, I think it's 11 yeah. channel seven. I, I remember thinking to myself that I could do my theater at 7.4, uh, 7.1.4 out of it. No problem. And that's, right. that's what I do. Seven bed channels. That's 11. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to, to play with that one. It's sitting in the box upstairs. It got delivered three or four days ago. And, um, but I, I got, I got some stuff in queue ahead of it, but I'll, uh. but I'll get there. Yeah. No, I'm interested in that one too. I like, I want to go. The one I'm eyeing right now is probably the AV10. Oh, that's a nice the next, piece of equipment. Uh, yeah. And it from, I haven't heard it myself, but from everything I've heard, it's like for my room, for our, for my size theater. And like, it's as close as you can get to the, the Trinovs and the Storms. For that size room, where the Trinovs and Storms, from my understanding, really pay off is in a larger room. But then to your point, like it's the tweakability that you can get with a Trinov that you get where the, the AV10 is more of the, the enthusiast's Trinov where you 
plug and play. You run your Odyssey. I think they even have Dirac available on that. Now they too. do, I believe, which I, which is yeah. definitely a, a feather in the cap for that. See, I, I, for me, between those two, I think the reason you do that is to get everybody to shut up. <laughs> Be like, this one's better than this one. This one's better than this one. Well, we got Look, both. <laughs> here, yeah, exactly. Here it is on both. You can do that. It's like saying DTSX and Atmos, one's better than the other. They both can do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It's what what is their house curves inside of each of those. And if you want to adjust the other one to sound like the other one, knock yourself out. It's like they're both capable of the same thing, you know, whereas an AV-10 can't do what a Trinov can do, right? And it's like, it, no, it just, it, it's not capable of, of, of the fine tuning tweaking that it can do. But if you're running your normal, like I want to run front wides, I just, yeah. I, I, I'm really interested in that. It's like, you want to run, I want, I'd love to run six overheads, front wides. Mm-hmm. You need a processor that can get you up to that 15. And the AV10 like, is the, is a great option for that. Yeah. And it's like, and that, there you go. It's like, I've got to my 15. It's at a, and it sounds weird to say, but at, what is it? Seven grand. It's, it's at a decent price point because up until yeah. then it was, you know, you're looking at a turnover or a storm for that quality. Mm-hmm. And it's putting out some good quality, you know, and, you know, so I'm, I'm, I've got my eye on that. If I, if I can get that, that'd be great. Um, but you, you will have it. What are you talking about? If I can, you will have it. I got a lot going on there, buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call Rance up and be like, Hey, I know somebody <laughs> who needs an 810. Not for a few months. Make it Not happen for a few months. Make it happen. Make, there you go. Make it happen. Because <laughs> you, because you're not letting go of that uh, turn off, are you? Well, the, I'm sure they will pry it from my hands at, at some point. Um, yeah, because I don't, I don't think they just give those things away. Although it'd be nice. What do you run normally? On uh, your own? Uh, Accurus Act Four. Really? What's I'm, I don't know that one. It's a it's a twenty channel processor. Accurus. Yeah, Accurus. I know the logo. Yeah. Okay, I I can picture the logo in my head. A 20 channel processor? Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's really 16 discrete channels, but it has okay. 20 outputs. Um, and they use it, uh, like, uh, like in the, uh, the Keth listening room in New Jersey or whatever. So they use one there. Um, and they use that to like, you can copy channels, but you can't process it with those four. So for the sides, they have two channels processed and then they copy it to the next, oh. row, to the next row. So you can use it like that. So it's really, 16 true processed channels uh, with okay. four additional channels that can be copies duplicated. Yeah. 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 So, so I, like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but it's, okay. Yeah. It's, that's so good. it's truly 16, but that's, that's what I usually use and great processor. Um, but, uh, the, I think the, the one area that they're working on to improve is they use their own proprietary, uh, room correction technology It's called aspect A S P E Q T, uh, with a big E Q in the, yeah, capitalized, uh, which is which is good, um, but it you know it's still like version one or version two or something, so it's not quite as refined as some of the other stuff. But it sounds great; I like it. And oh, nice! It has got one feature that I really love, um, and I'm sure other processors will do this too. But I can take a HDMI cable um, and plug into my laptop, 
And then I can select that input and then I can go into the settings and then I can select just one speaker and then whatever I feed in over that HDMI cable will send to that one speaker. So it makes it really easy for me to do speaker tests and REW oh, and wow. subwoofers and all this. So it's like super really easy for me to, to do all, all of my home theater content creation and testing using that tool. It's really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I like That's that. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so funny. I've been out of the receiver or processor game probably from like, I bought a Rotel. I want to say like, Oh, four. When did HDMI come out? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know, but just way back then. Way back. Right. So I bought my Rotel. Yeah. So I bought my Rotel in the early two thousands. And I, th- I was like, that's my end game. It's like, I always wanted to get it. Cause I was, I read everything. Like you said, like all, like mm-hmm. RCAM, all, um, NAD. I'm like, all those. I like, I always dreamed of getting a processor yeah. and having separates and stuff. And I, and Rotel was up there. And that to me was like the top. So I knew like all the different processors. And then I'd say, I just talked about this last week. I'm like, I saved all my money and I bought this like $1,400 Rotel receiver that would enable me to then turn that into the processor. And then I could, when I could afford to get amplification, then eventually get the processor. Well, then of course, HDMI comes out. And now it's like, you're like, whoops. You're like, oh, well. And then I, I was able to get, you know, I got a, I got a receive. I don't even remember what I got at the time. I could ne- back then. I couldn't afford a Marantz or a Denon or anything like that. Might have been a Pioneer or a Sony or a, a whatever or an Okio. Sure. And and I was just like I. And then my kids. My kids were younger, and they were taking the majority of our funds for their all their activities and stuff. So I didn't. I stopped shopping because you stop reading. Because if I read, I would want to buy. Oh, absolutely. Right? And then, then I heard Atmos in what, 2014, right? So like 10 years I've been out of the game or whatever. And the, and, and so even then I was like, all right, I got to get one. And I bought the first Onkyo Atmos receiver. I got that. And then like as soon as it came out, the December it came out, I was like, I got to get this thing. So I got that. And then I upgraded to my Denon because somebody told me like this is the best upgrade for you i had him under my house for speakers i want right. to upgrade my speakers and he came in and he's like you don't need new speakers you need a new process you need to get this denon he told me the denon to get and i was like all right blew me away it, it was so good so much of an upgrade i've told this story before my wife came down thought i got a new projector nice that's the awesome. sound was such an improvement she thought the picture was better, was better. yeah Right. And it was like, oh, wow. So it was the Denon over that Onkyo was so much better. And then my next one is the Marantz 7706 I have. So like my research, I have never really, I haven't researched processors in probably 20 years <laughs> because I just knew I'm like, I got to get this piece and this. And they've been so good too. But like to, to the point of like your processor, I'm like, what's that one? <laughs> and it, and that would have been fun for me 20 yeah, years like ago. I would have loved that. Now. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's and, a it's lot. Like I, and I'm just, I just want something like the reason I went with the 7706 is I'm like, I knew I needed another piece to go to the next place. So I have that if I can upgrade from it. Great. But it was easy. I know the Marantz line. I know the Odyssey's a good 
a good room correction. Yep. I knew it was a plug play, easy to do, and I didn't have to, I didn't have to mess because I don't have a lot of time to do that right now. But in the future, I'm hoping to be able to mess around and and do that stuff like you're doing with the Trinov and like you do with your processor. My stuff. one piece of advice for processor purchasing, um, and this is for anyone who can afford it, uh, is to buy a piece of equipment, whichever one that works for you, uh, but make sure that you can upgrade it down the line, right? So you want one that you can swap out the HDMI board in as new versions yeah. of HDMI come out, and then one that's got enough guts so that as uh, new formats come out, you you mm. know you can so whatever comes after Atmos, right? Um, if if the logic board is upgradable or if it's got enough processing power and you can just firmware update it, um, but the, I think the HDMI is a, all, always going to be a hardware kind of thing. So if you can do that, that would be great. And if you can get one that has a slot for audio over IP, that's mm. even better. But those that's still we're a little little early for that one. Um, right. But those are the things. If you can get one that's upgradable so that you don't have to worry about HDMI versions, man, you 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 can invest and have keep this thing for 10, 15 years. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, and that's what's nice about the Trinovs and the Storms that I know is like they're up they're upgradable inside the box itself, right? Yeah, exactly. The yeah. Both, itself. both Trinov and Storms support all the way back to their mm-hmm. first models for upgrades. So yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. We're what about the Moran, the AV10? Is I, that just like I don't uh, know, like your one and done type system? I don't. Which I don't know. It which looks- I wouldn't be surprised at that price point. It's you wish it wasn't, but I do understand. It's like you gotta. It, it's tough. Uh, let's see. Is the Marantz <laughs> AV10 upgradable? Giles is accessing his brain right now. I, this is my brain. <laughs> Um, uh, yep. uh, I don't, I don't, I, it's, I, I should probably go to chat GPT, but it doesn't know anything about new stuff. So it wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. Me. Yeah. The short answer is, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. And, but that, that's, that's one of those things. Like now what happened to me with the, it's funny what happened to me with the Rotel 20 plus years ago that I don't foresee that being the case with like what we were talking about earlier, where the projector projection system, you know, projector and screen, it's not going to be as obsolete if they come out with that panel design and it's $20,000, right? So like, because I I can still use, say, like my projector and screen for many years. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas when HDMI came out, you were like, what the hell am I going to, what am I doing? I need a whole new system. I can't keep going because all the new stuff coming out was HDMI. And if you don't have an HDMI input on the main piece, on the, on the thing that's supposed to be organizing your system, yeah, you know, you're, you're kind of screwed. So, you know, whereas I, it would stink that like, say I spend 20 grand on a projector and screen setup. And then a year later, that display comes out and it's $20,000. You'd be like, Dude, yeah, you could have had this. Painful. Yeah, but I could have yeah. if I waited a year. But at the same time, I still have this and it still works just as good as that. Mm-hmm. Maybe better because who knows if it's that, you know, what what does it cost to get to that big? Who knows? Sure. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, and you can't in this hobby, uh, it's, it's horrible advice to tell people, well, just wait. 
because there's always something else coming. Yeah, don't don't wait. Just get get what you get. Enjoy, enjoy yeah. It. Yeah. Enjoy it as long as you can. My thing has always been if I can get 5 years out of something, then I'm happy. I I feel like after 5 years I, I've gotten my money's worth of whatever it is. Sure, you know, yeah, it's, on it the has expensive, appreciated, stuff. right? And you've got the yeah, you've got the value out of it, yeah, right. You know, and I mean, you know, now who knows? You know, it's like I I would hate to see like a kaleidoscape go under, but crap happens. You yeah, know, some, you never happen. know. You never know. You never yeah. know. But uh, gosh, yeah, that's I'm crossing my fingers that that one doesn't happen. See, here's where I think it would be most devastating for for me is that I've been I, I've had the VHS, I've had the laser discs, I've collected my movies in all of these formats. It's just this one is just so nice and so easy it's, that it would be like freaking awesome. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. It's the best. I gotta go some I gotta do something else. <laughs> like it, it wouldn't be the la- it wouldn't be the first time I had to start collecting my movies again. But at the same time, you'd be like, oh my God, this one's so nice. So yeah. I, I just I don't see it going anywhere. But I feel but, I am a hundred percent confident. And I'm this is me telling everybody this is gonna happen for sure. There will oh be boy. a competitor that comes out. That does yeah. basically the same thing Kaleidoscape does. It's just a matter of time. I think so too. Yeah. It's just I think a so matter too. Of time. Yeah. And I, I think it would be great for the market too. I really do. I think it would, it would, because here's the thing I think they'll come out with, um, it'll be cheaper. Mm-hmm. It won't have, it, similar to like what you said with the Trinov and like the AV10. It's like, it just won't have the bells and whistles that the Kaleidoscape has, but it'll have the guts. It'll have the meat, which is the content. Yeah. It'll have, you know what I mean? It'll yep. have the content and, and, and then that will be like, okay, here. And, and the other part is, is the, the hard thing for, for some, for when something is stands on its own, stands by itself. People can judge it and people can do that, but they have nothing else to compare it to, to say they're doing it right or they're doing it wrong. And it goes with any company. I go through it in my business. I'd be like, I've had customers tell me you're not doing a good enough job doing what I do. And then I'll go, I know what I, I paint bumpers for. A living. I go, the quality that I'm giving you, I paint outside. This is it. This is good. Trust me. I go, if you don't believe me, Hire somebody else that does what I do. I go, and what you'll find out, I go there, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. Uh, what I'm saying is there's nobody better than me. There are many people as good as me, but sure. nobody, you, you won't find anybody better. There's a lot of people that aren't as good, right? And when you'll get, when you get your customers telling you like, I need better quality out of this, or I need more out of this. That's not, you're in the, this isn't the market. Send it to a body shop for me in particular, right? right. So it's like, here's the quality. But until it, it's like, and when they do hire somebody else, oh, we love you, DJ. <laughs> you're the best. Yeah, you're, right? you're the best. Right. Oh we my were, God. We've we hired wrong. five other people and they're horrible, right? Kaleidoscape's kind of going through that right now. There's nothing else to compare. People compare it to streaming, but that's not comparable. It's, it's not, like, it's not the same at all. Right. Kaleidoscape is its own thing and it doesn't have a direct competitor. Correct. 
and it, and so nobody can ju- you can't judge it again. Are they doing well? Are they doing bad? Are they, you know, yeah. you can't judge it until somebody else comes along and either does it better or worse or the same, but it doesn't have the frills and it's a cheaper price. You know what I mean? So we, yeah. you really can't judge it yet. But I love it. You love it. But it's like, but, but I, I have my reasons, but do they come, is there a competitor that comes along to one, push the market and two, to display how good they've been for so long? Yeah. And what that, you know what I mean? And it's like, there's a lot to learn there. And it's really hard when you're the only one doing something because you got nothing to compare it against. You know, <laughs> it's like, I'm sure they're you know, happy though that they don't have any competitors. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Really? Do you, do you think? Cause it's like sometimes competition. Now, I know people like when they're in a business, like you're in a restaurant business, so you're this and that, and you're like, oh, there's a new restaurant in town. There's restaurants everywhere. You shouldn't be afraid of competition. You know, it's like, if you're good, you're good. And it's like, what you should be afraid of is like, you're crappy and people are going to find out you're crappy. Right. It's like in Boston here, we had, um, um, one rate, one sports radio station for years and years and years. And then in like 2009, we got a second one. And all of a sudden you were like, uh oh, like the, the, the first radio sports radio station was just living off of the fact that they're the only radio station in sports radio in town in Boston, a great sports town. Wow. And they were living off of that. Right. And then a second one comes along and the first one just went Oof. because everybody was like, wow, they're doing everything. They're doing all the, the things that everybody was criticizing the first station for. They were doing all mm-hmm. those things differently. But there was nothing, there was no reason to change over there, right? So like, right. say, Kaleidoscape's got no reason to change. Nobody, if they, if you think they're doing something bad, they're, they're not, who's telling, where are you going to go? Sure. If, if, yeah. for something better, right? Where, but I mean, radio station competition, it's both free. So you're like, oh, their commercial breaks are better. Yeah, they're doing, they did all the little things right. So you, everybody just went over there, right? And, one of the things that, and, for, and I lived through this, um, I'm a huge hockey fan. E, the EEI, that yeah. was the one that's been around forever. They never talked hockey. They have one guy on, they'd do sports like 24 hours. They have one guy that loved hockey on the entire network for the entire day. And he, and they would never talk hockey. The bees were doing like, they were doing well. They do bad. They do this, but they were like, ah, they actually had people hockey talk. They made fun of it. Really? They literally. Yes. No, yes. Don't do that. Oh, oh yeah. So all the, all the Boston hockey fans were like this. It was like an insult. Like nobody likes hockey because it was a Boston. It was a, it was a baseball town first. Then the Patriots started winning in 2001. Right. So then it became a football town, baseball town. And then the Celtics would do well when they were doing well. They were the top and it was. It like hockey was like a laughing thing, like ah hockey talk, and they would take calls and be like ah oh, yeah they skate down the ice they score the red <laughs> and they that's the voices they would do they were making fun really? of it yeah and then the other station comes along and they start doing hockey and people are like oh hockey over here hockey over there and then to boot they made they dedicated days to it they dedicated shows to it plus they did all the other stuff right but then all of a sudden the bees what they were in they came in in like 2009 the bruins won the cup in 2011 okay 
where do you think everybody went to listen to the Bruins talk? All over to that station. It all but killed the other. They're both still here, but the first station, it's just not doing well. But that's just one, that's just one example of you take your thing, take things for granted, which I don't think Kaleidoscape takes things for granted. They're doing the best they can at the market that they're in. I don't, I don't see anywhere where they could, where somebody could come in. Do you see anything that somebody could come in and improve? Um, and I know everybody yeah. listening right now is going price. <laughs> well, so I, I think that it would be a different model, right? So hmm. I think someone would come in and, and this, this is my vision. If I were going to do this, this is what I would look for. So, um, Clyde Escape is, they're in a, you know, mostly people buy one set of hardware and they just use it forever, right? Um, hmm. you know, cause, you know, they went, they went through their upgrades and I think they're going to have another one where they add Dolby Vision in, but that's just me conjecturing. But, hmm. you know, there, there's just a one-time fee for hardware and then you buy movies, right? So there's no recurring revenue for them. So they have to make everything super expensive so they can get that big chunk of change that kind of carries them over and then they live mm-hmm. on whatever they make off of the movies. I think what we'll see is a competitor will come along and they'll take a app-based model. So, um, and, and, you know, there's problems with this model too, right? Because mm-hmm. if you don't pay for the app, then you lose access to everything and you still have to buy your movies. So mm. you, you would pay for this app and it costs so much per month. You can install it on your NVIDIA Shield or your Apple TV. And then, you know, you can point it towards storage and then it'll do all of the encryption that it has to do to keep the files safe, right? Just like files are encrypted mm-hmm. on 4K disk, they're encrypted in Kaleidoscape. This would encrypt it, but it would just put it on your own equipment. Um, and uh, and then it would be a subscription model, right? If you want a movie, you buy the movie. And then if you want to watch it, you have to have paid your subscription for the viewing software, right? And so what, so it, you would still have to have internet access to download the, the movie. But once you download it, say you lost internet, that's one of the things like the Kaleidoscape, you don't need internet. Right. Like, you just, you, uh, yeah, it, it's the same model, right? right. So you just have so to. So you think it's the same idea, like, even though you have that subscription situation? Yeah. It would, you know, the, it would have to check the subscription periodically. You know, maybe once okay. a month it'll say, okay, you're good through this yeah. time. And then if you didn't pay for it or something, it'll say, hey, you know, your subscription, you know, runs out on this date or whatever, make sure you pay or, or whatever. Right. Um, and then right, right, you know, right. some people will be like, well, this is my summer home and I only need to use this six months out of the year. So I'm only going to pay for my subscription for half a year. And and then, you know, I can watch my movies anywhere because I bought those and they're on my account. But that's that's what I see as a potential competitor, um, which mm-hmm. takes the huge hardware cost as a dedicated set of hardware out of the picture. And then you use stuff that you've already got. You know, I could see this as it could have been an app that would run on a Zipidi even. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, you just – but. It had, you know, it takes a chunk of that storage and makes it its own. And then you download the movie files and then you watch them, right? Um, right. And, and then if you're and hardware lossless blows up, everything, yeah, right? lossless everything, just like 4K disc or better. Um, but it turns the hardware cost into a subscription model for an app that you run on lower priced hardware that you might already have. That's, that's my right. View. Yeah. For yeah, the it's future like, of home theater. Yeah. And it's in, I, what I see out of that is it's, it's a great model that, and now here, here's where the differences would be. And a lot of people will be like, well, that sounds exactly like Kaleidoscape. Why can't we just do that? And one of the things that would be missing is the, your download speeds. I guarantee you on that system, on the system you're talking about is like, 
you're probably looking at about 40 to 50 minutes for a 4k movie. Probably. Yeah. Right. Probably. And you're, so you're, you're and that's even with a one gig connection, right? Because there's something going on that, that that's proprietary and kaleidoscape, but you and I have speculated in the past about that. Like it's gotta be like four servers coming in and you're getting four parts of the movie all at once to be able to do it that fast. Yeah, it could, I mean, it could to, be like some kind of more technology or something, you know? Yeah, there's something going on there. But that if you eliminate that part and then you say, okay, now you can get your movies, but here you go. It's going to take you probably an hour to download a movie. And for people that think, oh no, they could do it faster. I'm like, I've ripped movies in my own system. It didn't even have to go on the internet and it takes almost an hour to do yeah. a 4K movie. So when you're doing stuff like that, you're like, when you can get a movie from Kaleidoscape in eight minutes, 10 minutes, you're like, how? I can't even do it in my own home that fast. But it, it's, it, it, so you take that little piece out, then you take it. But at the same time, it's like, I'd, I'd be willing to do that. Like if, if I didn't already have Kaleidoscape and they said, here, this system here is a thousand bucks or whatever for the, yep. it'd be like all day long because you'd just long. be like, I, I'd be like downloading all the time. Well, be it, like it would be great. What if the system was 30 bucks a month? Exactly. Right. And you, you, yeah. buy, you have but what I, you have and then you pay 30 bucks a month for that. 30 bucks a month. You start go, but I, I would say to set yourself up right. And get things going, like you said. You're going to run a system like this, and you're just what are you going to put it onto your laptop or put it on your computer? Get you you would the hardware that you would need to set yourself up is you would probably want to set up a NAS with a RAID system uh-huh. so that you didn't lose your stuff. So that's where you're like you said you're looking at probably a thousand to fifteen hundred to get started. Yep, you get a couple of good drives in there because you can't. You can't start with like, I'll start with a small hard drive and then I'll upgrade later. No, you got to go with basically for a RAID system, you have to have at least two hard drives and then you can add to it, but then you can, you just keep adding on from there. But I would say a, a thousand to 1500 in hard drive space. Yep. And then you're talking your app and everything like that, but that would totally be worth it. Oh, it to- yeah, it, it would, it would, there, you know, everybody would buy it. Because everybody listening to us right now, yeah, that's what I mean. Well, I, most crap, everybody I'd was, probably buy it too, and I have the Kaleidoscape because I'd be like, "This will be fun." I'd I'd love to have both going. Yeah, and for you, all you have to do is pay for the app. You've got everything else already. But yeah. I, I was going to say, most of the people, most in in this small niche that we live in, with the home theater stuff and the movie, you know, aficionados and all that stuff, a lot of these people have Plex or whatever it might be, Zadoo's, yeah. they, they got a lot of people have that stuff already. So if it yep. was just an app, they'd be like, oh, okay, 30 bucks a month. Let's give it a shot and just see what happens. Yeah. Go buy Oppenheimer and watch it. Do you like it or not? You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, I mean, you could, now this is, you know, what's so funny, Giles, we, people would probably assume that you and I, like we jot things down and we, we format a show before we sit down and do this. One would think, but, but. One would think, but it's like, we literally don't, but look at this. I know you said you had two hours. We're, we're going to go over that by a little bit because this brings me right to the talk of the time is physical media dying. And I think it is, but the point, but like I've said, I said before, uh, like last week or something, don't worry about it because everything that's died in technology, it's because it got replaced by something better. Yeah. So everybody's afraid of physical media dying, but it's like, 
is everybody who misses Laserdisc? Who misses DVD? You know, it's like they're all for all intents and purposes. Laserdisc is dead. Oh, it's, you know, it's VHS dead. is dead. You know, but it's like, but it, you know what I mean? Like it got replaced by something that was better. And yes, the term physical media, the fact that we're going to go to digital, a digital format and everybody's, Oh, get physical media. It's permanent. It can't be taken away from you. Take my laser discs. <laughs> like, yeah. please. So, you know, I, I they no can idea. be taken away from you because a new thing comes along that's better and you go, this is, uh, you, yeah, this, you, you toss it yourself. You, it goes into the uh, bin. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back right here. Garbage. This, this DVD disc is garbage. It's like, because it, with the new media, it's obsolete. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and that's why I'm like, I'll, I'll say this one thing and then let you go. I think the big push on physical media right now, and this is like even I love Christopher Nolan, love him, but the big push on physical media, everybody, is so that you buy it up because something else is coming. You're gonna have to upgrade away from it. <laughs> it you know, okay. So here, here, here's my go. Um, it's not a question of is physical media dying. The the answer is empirically, meaning with evidence. Yes. You can see that the market is shrinking and it's been shrinking mm-hmm. for a long time. And people will say, well, there's a whole bunch of indie providers and blah, blah. And I think that's a good reason or a good example of why it's dying because you're having to have these special producers just to make this stuff now. Um, mm-hmm. and, but it is true that 4K specifically is becoming a larger chunk of a shrinking physical media pool, right? So right. by percentage, 4K is bigger now in comparison to the rest of it than it used to be. But that's because everything is getting smaller, shrinking down. Right. Um, and in large part, this is due to streaming because for yes. about 99.999% of the people out there, streaming is as good as it ever needs to be for them. And because, you know, the, 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 the streams that we swim in, the lakes that we're in, the ponds that we're in, this is like a little tiny little dot in the bigger world, right? Um, and the things that are important to us aren't important to most other people, right? So, you know, other people are like, okay, I want a $3.99 DVD out of the bin at Walmart and we're going to watch it and it's going to be awesome. And you know what? It is awesome. And people have a great right. time. Or I'm going to spend my $14.99 or $29.99, whatever it ends up being, for Netflix, and I'm going to have access to more content that I could ever consume in my lifetime. I would never watch it. Right. No, none of us could watch everything that's available on, con- on Netflix, even if we started right now. And not to mention, you know, add up all the di- – so there's plenty of content out there, and the price is inexpensive. And the quality, to be fair, is not that bad. I mean no. – I'm com- I'm completely 100% content to stream all the television that I watch. Yes. I don't I don't yeah. feel like I'm missing anything. Nope. Now, movies no, I, I use Clyde Escape and I want the best just because. Yeah. But, but TV I, I've always I've always chased the I've always been fascinated by getting the best possible content like the best quality i could get like when stream when they first started streaming nfl games and this is many many years ago it was like the best content best quality was like 
dish television yeah, dish. as opposed to cable, right? And like, cause cable, it was the compression on that was brutal. Yeah. And it was, but when you went to dish, you saw a marked improvement, right? But then all of us, then a high def comes along and it's like, okay, well now that I actually went away from dish for a little while and back to cable because dish hadn't gotten to the HD yet. So I wanted to get the cable, but then went back to dish once they got it because the improvement was even better. And then even in the early two thousands, they started to experiment with sports and stuff on streaming and I would jump over and you were like, Oh my God, this looks so, so good. good. Yeah. And it, and people, I remember people on those sports radio stations. So like, how do you watch this stuff? I was like, it was crazy how you had to set it up. You had to get your computer right. You had to set it up. You had to run it into my, cause I would run it in my theater and right. I'm watching the football games. I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. It, it was so good. And so I'm always chasing that, that next level of quality and. That's where I'm like with discs, you know, physical media right now, discs and Kaleidoscape, you want that. But what I tell people, like if you're just starting out and, you you know, you're younger, you're in your 20s or 30s and you're getting into home theater, don't bother. Don't start your collection. Don't start a physical collection because by the time you even learn the difference between the physical and the stream, the stream will have caught up. And then, and now it's like, I think it's, I think physical is going to be obsolete probably within five years. I think the streaming, just streaming alone, never mind the, like your idea, like a, a Kaleidoscape. Sure, sure. Kaleidoscape competitor. I think streaming is going to be that close within five years because it's damn good right now. The, the sound is a big drop. The picture is a, is a, is a slight drop. And it's, and, and then for people with like a 65 inch television in their living room, they don't see any drop. They, they, they yeah, literally they, don't see enough, a difference. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. So if you look at the, the whole timeline, um, what kills Kaleidoscape is, uh, full quality streaming. That, that kills it down the line. Yeah. For, yeah. For, yes and no. For most people, like it won't kill it for me because I love, I still love the, the, all the other attributes Kaleidoscape has. It's, it's permanent. Like if I lose power and I, I throw a house on my house up on a generator, I I don't need, I don't need the internet. I still have my Kaleidoscape. I still have all of that. So there is that, you know, that physical media aspect of the Kaleidoscape that I like, right? Where it's just, it's permanent and it's there in my house. Um, and, and to your point, like your your idea of the Kaleidoscape competitor, it's there probably will be something like that. I hope there is because I think that's the way everything is going because I can totally – I mean, I don't know if Apple will do it. It sounds like something perfect for going through iTunes. Like you purchase it for this. You can own it and download it for an extra fee. You do that sure. and they, they add an app to it, right? And it's like now I have the full – uncompressed audio and video. I store that on my hard drive. Here you go. iTunes. It's blah, blah, blah. You bought it through iTunes and they can have just like Kaleidoscape does. You can rent it, try it out. You want to purchase it. You'll do this. And it, it would rejuvenate the movie buying market. The, you know what I mean? And I think, and I think, and that's why I think we're seeing that last push of physical media. I think they're all trying like, here we go. We're going to get the people going. And it's, I'm, it just, it, it, I don't know why it just hit me in like the last few weeks. I'm like, everybody's pushing this stuff. Nolan's pushing it. Other 
producers are pushing it. They're all saying like physical media is the greatest physical. And, and I've seen this in other businesses, nothing to do with home theater or anything, but when they do a big push like this, it's usually right before they go out of business. Yeah. It's, and like, it's like, like, why are the TVs on sale? Well, you got to make room for the new model coming in next year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're doing this big push, but don't be afraid of it as a home theater fan, because it means there's something better coming and this stuff might be obsolete. And then it's going to be like, because they're they're it's not going to be a sideward step because you can't, it has to be something that's going to make you go, Oh my God, this is awesome. Yeah. And then you're going to want to buy your collection all over again. Yeah, because yeah, that's the magic. They've right? done it to me. <laughs> yep. I mean, how many how many versions of X Y Z have you bought? You know what I mean? You know. Oh yeah. Like, like I, I had it on VHS, and I had it on DVD, and I had it on Blu-ray, and I had it on 4K, and I had the special yeah. edition, and I had the other special edition, and I had it on uh, disc, uh, uh, laser disc, and. I know you're not a loyal listener of the show, but all my loyal listeners are right now going bloodshot, bloodshot. Oh no, I even even I know bloodshot. Yeah. Oh, you know that one? Yeah, well, you bought it like how many times? <laughs> it was, I had to do the count. I was up to six. I just did my seventh. I bought it on uh, Sony Bravia. Nice. I just bought, I just upgraded. Oh. I just did the Sony Bravia on the PlayStation 5. That's awesome. And I wanted, and I wanted to compare it. And I'm like, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But I had to learn that, learn how to set it up right. But it was pretty good. It's, it's not close. It's better than streaming, but it, people were like, this is what's going to kill Kaleidoscape. No. Seriously? One studio's thing is yeah. going to kill, you know, it's only Sony movies, <laughs> but it was like, it's not close to Kaleidoscape. So here, here's it is good. the funny thing. There, there are two pieces of technology that I want to, uh, that I want to bring into my home right now. And one of them is a, a PS5. I've never had a PS5. I don't want, we just got ours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I need a VCR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're funny. I need a I need a laserdisc player. Right. We just got our PS5, probably because the PS6 is around the corner. Yeah, that's um time to buy one. Yeah, me me too. Yeah. But I, I want to get a laserdisc player. I definitely want to have a laserdisc player in my rack in my new theater as a as a like um nostalgia piece. Yeah, I'm gonna you know I'm going to uh I'm gonna try and not break my camera here, but this is, I want a laser disc player in, oh God, this mount, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Okay. You see You're that on the wall exercise right there? bike? Oh, Dune? Yeah. <gasps> that's laser disc. That's the original Dune. That's the original yeah. Dune on laser disc. And I want to be able to uh, watch it on laser disc because I've never watched it. It's a, and so that's, that's why I want a laser disc, but I, that's, you know, you know what movie I would want to watch on laser disc? And I don't hear this talked about a lot because it's nowhere yet. Stargate. Oh, I love Stargate. With James Spader. Oh, yeah, yeah. The original. I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. The original. I've got it, I've got it I on a DVD, I think. Yeah. But it's, I, it's not on Blu-ray, I don't think. I, I yeah, think I, once, I have a copy of it on some kind of disc downstairs, and I think it's yeah. DVD. It might be Blu-ray, yeah. but I think it's DVD. I don't think it is on – I because I know it's right not on. on Kaleidoscape. I don't – it's not 4K. It's not on Kaleidoscape? Um, no. Oh, crazy. It's nowhere. It's nowhere. It's one of those like forgotten movies that it's is so good, isn't it? It's like I love that movie, and it, I'm like, I, I just don't know why. It's like that's the one that I think once we get all these Camerons, that's Cameron movies to come out. Sure. That's going to be the next focus. I think it should be the next focus of attention. I, I would love to see to that. in 4K. Okay, so Let's, this is very uh, topical or timely for me because right now. I am watching all of the Stargate TV shows. I never got into those. So I am. Are they good? 
Uh, I love them. I'm on season nine of Stargate SG one and season two of Stargate Atlantis and they're 10 seasons. So I've almost made it through all 10 seasons of Stargate and uh, my, my kids absolutely despise it. They, they do not like it at all. Um, but, and it's 23 episode seasons, right? So it's not like a 10. Okay. So, you know, that's 230 something episodes to get through 10 seasons. Yeah. That's a lot of investment. And, but I'm almost done. So Stargate is on Blu-ray. Extended cut uh, came out in 2006. Okay. So this is Lionsgate film from 1994. Uh, it's 130 minutes. I might buy this. <laughs> Dude, it's, it, I love them. It's a really it so good, good yeah. movie. It's I really might good. actually have this. <laughs> I don't know. I, I forget. Um, but it's in DTS HD HR 6.1. No, nice. <laughs> that's yeah. Nice. From uh, it came out in 2006. It's for it's on uh, Amazon. I'm looking at Blu-ray.com right now, and uh, Amazon has it for 29.99. New. Oh uh, wow, they got them new. 29. That's, that's nice. Yeah, they have them new, but it isn't out in 4K. There's no still yet. version of it. Uh, that I'm seeing. <laughs> okay, I've got, I got to Google uh, for it now too. Steel. Uh, oh wait a minute. Steelbook, Best Buy, I is that, I don't think that's it. What is that? Stargate, the movie, Blu-ray, 15th anniversary. This is from 2013. There is Best Buy exclusive Steelbook, um, not available anywhere. There's a it's, there's okay. also a Stargate 20th anniversary UK exclusive ultra limited Blu-ray Steelbook edition, 2,000 copies, region B. Oh, there's one left on Amazon right now for $66 and it looks cool. (sighs) It's so fun. Other, yeah. So, but it looks like that other one, the one disc, the extended, this one here that I'm looking at, the 15th anniversary has master audio, DTS master audio 7.1. Oh, an extra channel. Yeah. One extra channel, but it's also the upgraded audio too. It's the other. That was an older DTS codec. Um, but I'm yeah. Sure mine is the older whatever it is. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'd have to go through my, uh, my, I still have all my Blu-rays and my alphabetized. So I might have it in, S, in the S's. <laughs> I forget. But this is one I want in 4K. And it, and like I said, it's, I don't, it's not on, I've looked, it's not on, I'm browsing the movie store right now. It's not on Kaleidoscape. So. That, see that? Yeah. That blows my mind because that is really a classic. And that, it's that iconic. Is, yeah. That is up there with Ice Pirates and Barbarians and Conan the Barbarian. I mean, it's it's de- <laughs> it's better than all of those. <laughs> it is better than all of those. It is. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Kaleidoscape has the se- every episode of the series, obviously. Uh, but it does origins, arc of truth, and continuum, right? But it doesn't have the original. Yeah, and I'm going to have to buy all of those movies on Kaleidoscape because as I watch um, the you know the ten seasons. Uh, well, you might want to hold off on that season one. Stargate season one is in SD on Kaleidoscape. Oh, I'm, no, so, I'm, I'm streaming the the, the yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah don't do for, that. But for the three movies, Stargate Continuum, yep. Stargate the Arc yep. of Truth, and Stargate Origins, I will buy those. Um, yep. Oh, you know, did you ever watch Babylon 5? No, I never watched that. Yeah, they, they just came out with an animated uh, movie 
that like uh, I don't know, three or four months ago. That's the continuation of that, which is pretty cool. Everybody's so old now; they can't actually act anymore. <laughs> right? We're going to animate them. Yeah, so they, 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 their voices still sound pretty much the same, but except for the ones that have That's passed funny. away. That's sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their voices aren't the same. No. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Stargate talk. See, we didn't have that in the agenda. <laughs> no, but man, it's so good. And, but I, literally, that has been a big part of my life. Stargate every day for the last two months or something. Really? Um, I'll have to get into that. What's yeah. it streaming on again? Uh, I'm watching it on Amazon Prime. Okay. But it, it's it. all standard definition uh, for the first. Oh, is it? Seven, yeah, for the first, first seven season. seasons, it's all in. It's you know this old four four three, um, you know, oh, and then, and then yeah. they finally get to widescreen. But I don't. It's it's all horrible quality. But that just I love the show. It's it's, it's cheesy yeah. now. It's definitely mm. a a product of its time. Yeah, but but I like it, and it's got Richard Dean Anderson, right? Uh, who, yeah, who was uh, MacGyver. Yeah, oh, I love my that. I, that was my nickname when I was a kid. Nice. My friends used to call me that because I, we'd be out in the woods or something on our bikes, and something would break, and I'd be like, "I can fix that." And they're like, "Who are you, MacGyver?" And then I started mountain biking in the '90s, and they actually, uh, Topic actually came out with a MacGyver. T- it called it was called the MacGyver tool. Oh, nice. And it was a mul- it was a multi tool for mountain biking, and I showed it to my buddy that called used to call me MacGyver. I was like, "Look, I got the tool. Is it's named after me? Mine. <laughs> yeah, there you go, MacGyver. I love I love that show too. Uh, so funny. So news. yeah, there you go. Two hours, Giles. I know. I'm, I'm all you like, feeling good. You feeling I'm, fresh? I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you are a true machine. That, no, that's my nickname for you, machine. the machine, the machine, the machine, the machine, la machine. Yeah. No, for, I my dinner bell is ringing right now. That's all like. Rrr, I know. Rrr, well, yeah. Well, for you, it is. It's like your din- Yeah, you're actually late for your dinner, aren't you? I, you're I, coming I, up on eight o'clock your time, right? No, I, I I have sacrificed my dinner time for you. I know. Thank and, you. And I'm much. happy to do it. This is awesome. I love it. It was so. <laughs> I know. You started the show by saying this is your favorite place to be. It is my favorite place to be. I love this. You've got to get out more, Giles. <laughs> I, I've been out there. I don't like There's it. There's many nicer places in the world. I have Although I do have back. snowflakes going. Um, I'm starting to get dizzy looking at them, though. Maybe it's just the hunger talking, but I'm getting like mesmerized. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll, they'll go and then it resets and they'll go. Yes. Yeah, because it can only be a one minute video yeah. in the background. And so you and I, I was actually going to spend the time and make it like loop so that it you wouldn't see the reset. But I didn't feel it. Nobody will notice. This is that. audio only, anyway. <laughs> yeah, this part. Yeah, but in my other, sh- yep. See, it just reset. So yeah. you just blinked. That's right. Um, well, you missed it. Yeah, but my my wife, I didn't skip my dinner because at my time it was. Yeah, two my hours wife's like, yeah. My wife's like, I'll, I'll make your, uh, I, I was having chicken tonight. She goes, I'll, I'll make you your chicken for when you're done. I'm like, this is at like five o'clock, like two hours before you and I are sitting down. And I'm like, why? She goes, you, you always wait till after. I'm like, only in sports. Like if I play hockey, I won't eat until I come oh, home because sure, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't play hockey on a full yeah, stomach. On a right? whole, I got a, I got a whole roast chicken in here. Oh, yeah, chicken dinner in here. Yeah. Yeah. I can't move that well. <laughs> so I was like, I could sit down to talk to Giles on a full stomach. <laughs> Where's my chicken? So I cooked it myself, but 
You go have your dinner, Giles. Thank you very There's much for spaghetti on the on the range. I think waiting on me. It, yeah, you know, you know, you're hungry when you start shouting out what you're having because I do that on Tuesdays. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, uh, I gotta go. I'm having lasagna tonight. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, it just got real into the lasagna. It just got real. Yeah, I'm like I could smell it. <laughs> well, thanks for inviting me on. I appreciate it. I love doing this stuff. And anytime you need somebody, just let me know. I'm down. Just let me, yeah, let, right at dinner time, I'll, I'll have you on. Yeah, I mean, it could be like a. I was on, I was on a stream with Brett, and uh, I, I just couldn't wait. So my <laughs> wife brought down like this big bowl of soup, and I'm all like, Bruh. "No, when was when did we do that? Was the what you? That was his. Did you do that? That was his show. Yeah. Was just was oh off. yeah yeah when we started that one his kickoff. Yeah. That's right. You, <laughs> you you started that show and you were like I gotta eat now because you knew that was going a while. Yeah yeah he yeah, he, he can went, go he's a, he's a machine too. Yeah. yeah I got I got a bunch of comments on that. I got people to comment to me like wow he didn't even let you talk. <laughs> I'm like yeah it was his show. I'll let him go. Yeah just let, let him have this one. Let him go. So um. But yeah, Giles, thank you very much. Thanks for coming in. Awesome meeting you. It seems like forever ago. It was only a few months ago. It, the first time I met man, you. Man, time flies. I mean, it's, it, it does feel like a, a long time. A long but, time. Are you going yeah. to CES by any chance? I was going to, but I, I can't now. I'm like, I got to allocate. I'm, I got so much going on here. I can't go. I am going to Expona. Are you going to go to that? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be at my, the three trade shows I'm going to do next year likely are CES, Expona and Cedia. So th that's what I'm planning to attend. And I just, okay. and then I've got one overseas that I might attend, but that's a maybe. Oh. Right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm doing Expona in Chicago. Um, and then I am going to do, I'm going to do, uh, M wave. And, right and I am, and I am doing Cedia again. I'm definitely doing Cedia. Even my wife's like, I can't wait to go back. Yeah. She wants Cedia, to go to Cedia's Denver one best, more time. Man. It's so good. It was such a good time. Such a good time. So those are the three I'm going to do next year. I was going to try to do CES at least once. Maybe I'll do that next year. Cause from what I heard, it's not as fun. I've never done that one. I've not done, never done any of them really. And it's, you know, uh, but it, 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 the thing about CES is that it's just so big. I mean, you, you can't get your hands around it. It's so big. It's just, yeah. It's too Cause it's more than just home theater. I mean, all the home theater stuff's there, but it's so buried in everything else. Yeah. I mean, I, you, you, I mean, you've got cars and you've got hmm. travel industry and you've got, I, I mean, just any, it's any kind of consumer electronic thing is there. I mean, yeah. it's huge. It's like in like three different buildings and just, it's crazy. Uh, I, I recommend yeah. everybody go check it out one time just to see it. Yeah. And then you'll yeah. know if you like it or not. Um, but uh, bring comfortable shoes. <laughs> very, very comfortable shoes. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you very much. We'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Can't wait. But as always, uh, so much fun. Thank you for being here. Thank you for everything. Thank you for all your support so far. Thank you for the 24 hours showing up. That was great. Happy uh, All because of people like yourself. Thank you very much. So everybody else, thanks for listening. Rate, review, subscribe at Giles. And if you like mine too, you can do that too. So. <laughs> right on. Take care. Later, everybody. You know what you got to do. Go push play. What he said. All right. <laughs>
This has been a Hey Fred production with theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.